0: early in 1950 dr seuss created a word the word was nerd over the decades it would evolve to come to mean many different things and now in the year 2017 a band of four fake nerds track down all the comments by these nerds and critique them endlessly i'm sparks with wiki witty joined by ryan
1: eliopoulos hey i'm not a blade runner
0: and Ben Magnet. What's the Blade Runner? And Brandon T. McClure. Is that real? Is what real?
1: Did Dr. Seuss actually create the term nerd? He actually did.
0: Yes. What? Yes, the first time the word nerd ever showed up was in 1950.
1: Nerd? That's absurd. In, yeah. By
0: Dr. Seuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, I feel a little bit cooler um, related to Dr. Seuss. He's my you're, grandpa. You're not related. No, he's, my, he's my nerd grandpa. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. Hey. hey, we watched a lot of nihilistic, dark stuff today, but I'm in a great, <laughs> holy, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> holy crap!
2: Watching two Blade Runner films took a
1: lot out of me. <laughs> Watching them back to back. How you guys, How's your hearts? How's your souls?
3: Uh, just just for just for clarification, Ben had never seen the first Blade Runner. Nope. So, and I hadn't seen them in quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, we decided to watch the first one, yep. and then go see the second one.
1: Uh huh. We had Taco Bell in between we as, a, as a nice palate cleanse, a spicy palate cleanse. <laughs> but, for
3: you. Oh, they brought back the naked chicken chips.
1: They did. Hey, if you guys like chicken nuggets that are triangle-shaped, hit up the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Still not sponsored, but waiting for hey, it. Hey, wait.
3: But... Anyone get that Szechuan sauce? No. No. No,
1: because people are crazy, and Rick
2: and no. Morty fans are awful. Fanny told me about the Szechuan sauce, and I knew that there's no way in hell I was going to get it,
0: because there's you... going to be a line. Well, Some... they, only, they only sent 20 packets to each... Place that they sent them Wait, to. Wait, are we was... talking
1: about 20, like, tiny packets? Yes. You, there was hundreds of people in line. <laughs> exactly. They seriously underestimated how many people were going to show up you... for this. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it, because that's so ridiculous. McDonald's wasn't okay. smart enough to think about that. Okay, if
2: you had no know of a fam, at least Nintendo. Nintendo knew that people wanted to get in line for the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. So they like, okay, we're going to make more so you can actually get it. And if McDonald's saw the back or saw all the fans type you be like, hey, I want that Szechuan sauce, Morty. They should probably figure out, like, there's a lot of people gonna want our Szechuan sauce. We we should make more. Well, Well, the idea is,
3: you know, they wanted it to be a, uh, you know, special event. So, and they were very clear. It's only in select locations for an hour.
1: Yeah, but I've seen, I saw on Twitter, like, I drove like six hours and I I was like, I can't even, I can't even comment because it's so Mm. ridiculous. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Hey, besides Szechuan's sauce and, and nihilism, how are you doing, Sparks?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm good. I've been playing, uh, I've been trying to play Cuphead.
1: Man, I'm, while well, you play Cuphead, I'll play Battlefront 2 beta, but I'd rather be playing Cuphead. Oh while well, you play Cuphead. Cuphead's, Cuphead's
0: hard. Yeah, dude. Cuphead's you,
2: hard. Yeah. That's all I've heard. While well, you play Cuphead, and while you play the beta, <laughs> I'm going to be stuck in the 90s playing my uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, well, I, well, cause well, cause well. what I finally play. did this week. because what I finally did in Mega Man X for the first time I've ever. I never beat did. it? Well, no, I actually got the Hadouken. Oh, you can do that? Yeah, well, you can get the well, Hadouken and Mega Man what X. You, what were you playing, Brandon? Well,
3: well, you're playing Cuphead and you're playing the Battlefront 2 beta <laughs> and you're pay- playing. You're in back in the 90s doing. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Super
2: Nintendo. Super
3: Nintendo. I'm crying. Why? Why? Oh, wait.
1: Don't be crying. Oops. Is that is that a new game that I know about? <laughs> I know about most games. I'm playing, crying. Oh, is it exclusive to something?
3: Nah, <laughs> man, this week was not good for me. Yeah, yeah Tom, okay, buddy. Tom Petty
1: it's, died this week. A lot. Of, you know what? A lot of things happen, and a we're here to soothe the world. We yeah. are exactly.
3: Look, a lot of things happen. A I lot, lot things. of things on internet. Uh, yeah. A lot of things in our personal lives. A lot of things in real life. And and I'm I'm very uh, something happened that we won't discuss, but. Um, I'm very happy to be here with with you guys. Yeah. And having
1: fun talking about this. We're going to talk about dumb robots and crazy robots, are they and, robots sad the... and sad robots. No, I'm talking about Pacific Rim robots. Oh, okay. I'm talking about uh, every variety of robot we got covered, dog. We got a lot of robots in this what? episode, actually. Yeah. Nerd robot nerd podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Wait. see the glint in my eyes?
2: Are we, are we, re- are, are we replicants? I'll am never I, know. Am I replicant? I don't know.
1: You got to talk to me about turtles or something. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a tortoise? Oh, God. That part of the movie. Uh, that was weird. Anyway, 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 you know what replicants love? What bread, bread and butter? And
2: butter. Oh, <laughs> oh man! We've done this sixty-five times. I should by now. Yeah.
1: We are on
3: a roll. Yeah. Uh, well, did a you, roll is kind of like bread. So did yeah. you see that I officially titled
1: it "bread and butter"? That's good. It took yeah. you a fucking damn. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident. It took you a stinking sixty-five episodes, but it's fine. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm sorry. Hey, Ben, my my butt's wet. Yeah. Well, you. We gotta talk <laughs> to somebody about that, buddy. <laughs> We had an incident.
4: We had an incident.
3: Spilled in, water. In the, the funny
1: thing is,
2: I spilled Brandon's uh, glass of water. That oh, he had. it was. Oh, it was your fault then. Yeah, it was my
1: fault. That's okay.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Can we get into this bread and butter? Yeah, bread and
3: butter. Let's start this thing. <laughs> uh, okay. We're
1: a we're a train wreck. Of a no, show. you know what? Train wrecks are worth uh, watching. So uh, that's why they say that, right?
3: All right. Well, let's start um, with some stuff that happened before uh, New York Comic Con because we got a ton of New York Comic Con stuff to get a through. A lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, mostly comic book based. But first, uh, Gambit.
2: Looks like Gore Verbinski, wow. Gore Verbinski, the guy who directed the first three Pirates of the Caribbean films, the good three. Uh, I say the good one. And I'm a counter that
1: with a good one and a half. The good, I a, yeah. I know. I, I really like at World's End. I know you do. I'm it's, sorry. It's, You're allowed. It's a good action movie. Um, I saw you shaking your head. Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: yes, <yeah>, Sparks, Sparks <laughs> and I have discussed this <laughs> yeah. at
1: length. Oh boy.
3: Um, he is going to, uh, for now, direct the Gambit film. Yep. Just and, like
1: Doug Lyman was for three weeks. Yeah.
3: So yeah. we'll see how long that lasts.
1: i I it's still chanting Tatum. It's he's still saying I'm on board, let's do it. Yeah. So now that G Minsky's not directing uh, Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf, Lone Ranger? Oh yeah, Lone yeah, Ranger. he did a little, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now that he's off of that train.
3: Twenty minutes of that movie is good. The last the last one. The last yeah, That's an awesome twenty minutes, dude. Yeah.
1: Uh I'll I'll I like Gambit a lot. I think he's cool. Yeah. I don't know Sparks, do you care about Gambit at all anymore?
0: Um, I hold out the possible, I mean, I never truly cared to begin with. I just, I feel like the potential for a good film is there. I'm just not entirely convinced that it will achieve that.
1: Do you think Gore Verbinski plus Channing Tatum, do you, could you see that being a good movie?
0: I, I think that good directors have been attached to X-Men properties and not necessarily produced great f- films. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to who writes the script, so. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, I'll be. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who's writing it and how it turns out. Real quickly though, speaking of, Gifted was really good,
1: guys. Yeah, man. And I, I watched Inhumans and Gifted back to back, and it was night and freaking day. <laughs> it was. It was. It was an interesting two hours. I,
2: I really liked what they did with the Sentinels. No, Gifted. Sentinel is on, Services. Yeah. Gifted's on my uh, to-watch list. Yes, on we know, buddy.
1: You don't watch anything anymore. Hey, when he needs to watch it, he watches it. Nope. Something. No, he's he, you're you're good about this. He's doing uh, better. Oh, what about a crossover episode? That was a, that was a that while was ago. Last. I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it uh-huh. this time. Hey, ago. you read a lot of Captain America, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, you. that's
3: true. He did read a lot of Captain yeah.
1: America. So, uh, redeemed for now so much cap
2: (laughs) so much cap but it was worth it Uh,
3: well apparently also Daniel Craig maybe is being eyed by the studio to be Mr. Sinister this is by no means a a confirmation Uh, it is just like a
1: wish list kind of thing I'm looking in my mind's eye in all my X-Men comics and I'm trying to see if I can see Daniel Craig and I just don't know if I can but also he was in Logan Lucky as some crazy like meth head and like that looked really fun yeah
3: but you know also it's like Sebastian Shaw Kevin Bacon doesn't look like
1: Sebastian Shaw. I like that guy a lot too
3: yeah and so 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 they could go a a more grounded
1: take on the character yeah that's true he's a crazy geneticist yeah that's fine
3: anything more we want to talk about games? nope let's talk
1: about another director in a week Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, news
3: dropped at New York Comic Con yeah Uh, we have the launch date for the first for the fifth season premiere oh uh, December 1st so it's coming off right off the heels of Inhumans Mm. and uh, as far as we know it is still a 22 episode season yeah yeah filming uh, and it will go straight through like no breaks
1: Huh. Uh, that's a lot of TV at once. Uh, Sparks, did you see any of the details about how like they're going to space and there could be like Jack Flag stuff? Maybe
0: I, I vaguely read about some of this, yeah, and seems,
1: uh, I'm all aboard. Like, cause I, I like we've talked about before that that's the that last season's pretty hot. It's pretty good. The
0: the strongest thing that mattered to me that came out of New York Comic Con was people said that it felt like it kept the same tone that it had from the last season, and that's that's a good sign to me because last season was the best season. I
1: agree. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Ghost Rider um, in Space <laughs> and the the Cree will return. That's great. Ooh. We haven't we, we saw a blue Cree man season 1. Uh season uh
3: 2 we also saw the Cree more prominently. We saw two Cree soldiers. Oh, you know what you,
1: yeah, you're right. yeah Good memory. The, you're good. Uh
3: I remember because that was the picture of the the thumbnail of the show. Oh, I was <laughs> like two the... Cree
1: dudes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Yeah, man, it's uh, all these comic book shows are coming back soon. It's yeah. feeling good. Um okay, okay. Well,
3: let's get into some comics
2: yeah
3: oh, it's, so good. it's a lot of comics so juicy uh we're gonna cover the comics in one block uh, and then we'll do trailers a, a comic so, block you and i want to i have some miscellaneous that i totally forgot to put on here so we'll deal with that in a, mo- in a moment um let's start with doomsday clock our most uh, anticipated comic book right now yeah nope. did you say nope no i said yeah Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> i'm saying yeah with like half a question mark
3: i know and, I'll, and, and why, why, don't, why don't you take this el- elaboration it's... on the question mark
1: Hey, guys, I'm Ryan. I like Watchmen. I say that all the time, obviously. Uh, Drink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes characters die in books, and they die for good reasons, and they should stay dead. And and I'm cool with like Watchmen being, being incorporated into the DC universe, but I saw a couple panels of War alive. And I'm just like... It's like, it's like killing Phil Coulson and then bringing him back for literally... It's like the ruining why the Avengers were made. Like, so, The lie the lie that Osman Dias... He destroyed the world to save it. If Rorschach's back, like, hey, everything was a lie, then all of that's destroyed. And I'm sure that's a cool story, but that's not what Superman's going to be talking about.
3: So what we're seeing, what we're talking about is that we saw the first six pages of Doomsday Clock number one. Number one has Rorschach in it. That's nuts. Jeff Johns uh, said that this takes place a couple months after the events of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, those six pages and yeah Watchman is alive that's weird uh, not Watchman, Rorschach, <laughs> Rorschach.
1: <laughs> the Watchman though hey there's a character named X-Man yeah, yeah. that's near right
3: um, yeah <laughs> don't talk to me about yeah. that <laughs> um, yeah, Rorschach is alive so uh, yeah. you know look when was the last time Jeff Jaws brought a character back to life without good reason
1: no that's 100% uh, right hey when have you ever stood against Captain America and been and you were wrong this or- last story arc dang it <laughs> All right. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, you know,
1: Hal Jordan was no, brought yeah. back to life. uh Arthur Curry. But those are, leg- those are legacy characters who have always had runs. And, right. like, and of but course, they're, like, I'm they're sure it's gonna... they brought back for a good story. No, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a really good story. I'm just like, y- it's got to be good, man. It's got to be, like, why would—who's going to bring him back to life? You know, like, it's weird. To you me. know,
2: it could be—remember, because Rorsch- at the end of Watchmen, Rorschach put his journal on that, uh, um— yeah. Newspaper, so someone else that the newspaper could have picked it up, read it, and became the new Rorschach.
1: Oh, my God. Ben! Oh, Oh my God, Ben! Did I just blow your freaking mind? He actually
0: actually said what I was already kind of going to head towards. I don't think Rorschach is the same person.
1: That's so... I can't believe I never even thought of that. Oh, my God. I just took a big 180. Oh. I ho- if, it's, if it's not that, I'm going to be pissed. Because <laughs> that is so amazing. I didn't even think about it. I
3: didn't think about that either. It yeah. could be
1: that chubby kid who just he worked himself up and got muscly. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, man. That's... Yeah, because... Or, or it could be the original Rorschach, or, or it could not, but... No, your, your thing's well, no, Because right? remember, because it's we not... See,
3: we see in the panels uh, that uh, the world knows that uh, what Ozymandias did. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, it was all a lie and, and
1: all that. So is... I want to say one more thing, and I want to get Sparks involved in this. Um, sure, so, is th- is this saying that, th- are they saying that the Watchmen universe is the DC universe, no. or we're just no. looking at that universe?
3: We're looking at that universe because they say that Dr. Manhattan is missing, okay. and they want to bring him down. And so, what we know is Dr. Manhattan is off experimenting with cool. the DC universe. All right, cool. Sparks, uh, comments?
5: Oh, man.
0: I mean, Ben kind of hit the nail on the head about the Rorschach thing that I was going to say, which is that I... I was like I don't. I have a feeling that's not exactly Rorschach. Like it's the outfit, but I don't believe it's the same man yeah, inside. Exactly. My whole so,
1: perspective is like completely different now. That's so. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, man. Especially,
0: especially in a world where we know they know that Ozzy Mendes lied. The idea that somebody else would step up to want to do what Rorschach was doing is completely unsurprising.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's so
0: cool. And plus, Rorschach. He was. Rorschach. He was Watchmen's Batman. So. Yeah, yeah.
2: And he wrote everything in his journal, so all he has to do is just read the journal and then, boom, you got the whole plan right there. Man, it's going to be curious.
1: It's going to be curious. Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and Ozzy hanging out. What's going on there? Spookies. Um, I'm very excited for Doomsday Clock yeah. still, uh, yeah.
3: especially if uh, it's half as good as Metal. Yeah. Wow. Because Dark Knight's Metal is fantastic. Yeah. Metal! Man, I just caught up on the, on, the, on the one-shots. Yep. Man, we don't have to get into it, but I think those are pretty sweet.
1: I... I, as someone, yeah, I as someone, I think those books are really cool. Yeah. Uh, I thought the character I would like the least is Cyborg one. That's my favorite one so far. I thought the Murder Machine. Yeah, you don't want to be some type of Murder Machine, actually. I like, that's a pretty good name. Yeah. Uh, I think those are awesome books, yeah. Murder! Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: well, the the Batman Who Laughs continues to be one one of my favorite. Just, oh, he just so looks good. so cool, man. Um, Well, if we have no more comments about Doomsday Clock, because we don't really know too much uh, yet. It was coming out in November. It's next month.
1: That's next month. Doomsday
3: Clock is coming out next month, guys. Dude,
2: just in time for our birthdays. I'm so excited. It's like DC. Sparks,
3: it's a birthday present for you, me, and Ben.
2: Yay. Wait, his birthday's in November too? Yes. I did not know this. Awesome.
3: You didn't know this? No. Sparks, this is how you know I'm your true friend.
1: Rip. Well, sorry. Jeez. Listen, we got Facebook for a reason. That's how (laughs) I remember. I can't remember 700 (laughs) people's birthdays. All right. Jesus. I
3: know a lot of people who are Valentine's Day babies. Us. (laughs)
2: Us, <laughs> the three of us. That's funny, Kirk. Yeah, oh, yeah, Kirk too.
3: Um. Anyway, so Action Comics will be celebrating their 1,000th issue fairly soon. What is it on now? Do you
1: know? No. <laughs> it's it's got to be. A, if, oh, they're double shipping. That's why. Yeah. Yes, that's how be. they get it's, to it. So like,
0: it's it's close. It's getting real close. It's in the 980s. Oh, yeah. I
1: definitely. Yeah, I'm just like, if if it, if it was still like 12 issues a year, I was like, oh, it's gonna be years away. But it's double shipping. Right, no. so Yeah.
3: So currently, the 1,000th issue is scheduled to ship in March of 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it'll, it'll be just in time for the 80th anniversary of Superman. Awesome. Nice. And uh, we're going to be seeing um, a lot of stories in Action Comics 1000 by Dan Jurgens, who is currently writing Action Comics. Mm-hmm. Peter Tomasi, mm-hmm. who's writing Superman. Sweet. Uh, Jeff jeff johns will be writing a story in it and richard donner ooh, <gasps> superman the movie's own richard donner you know superman yeah he, he does according to matthew vaughn yeah. <laughs> and not matthew vaughn also mm-hmm. writing a story man can you um, oh if max landis put out a story in that he, book yeah i saw uh,
1: the editor the person who edits his dc stuff said he's he's turned in scripts and he's working on something else right now
3: he's uh he's he's in uh the holiday special uh, that they're putting out. There you go. Uh, the DC Universe Holiday Special. I love it. Uh, I'm getting it purely because of that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, There was also going to be a special hardcover um, that's going to collect iconic Superman stories, much like the 75th
2: anniversary hardcover they put out. For Action Comics 1000 or just the 80th of Superman?
3: It's the 80th of Superman. Oh, okay. I was like, um, is that going to be that
2: big of a comic? Oh, my God. Because yeah. I, I have the 75th one over on my bookshelf. It's a, um, nice it's a nice one. Thank you.
3: So this interesting thing here, uh, perhaps the biggest selling point in this hardcover is a previously unpublished story that's believed to have been crafted by Superman co-creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Ooh. Believed? Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: oh, we think these guys did it. Like, how do you not know? No, They've know. forgotten. It's, like... lost to
3: the, it's lost to time.
2: It was one of those things where someone was, like, probably cleaning out the back closet of DC. He's like... Watch this. Yeah. I don't know. I think Joe and uh Joe and uh Jerry did this. Okay, I mean, cool. Let's yeah. hold on for rainy day. Alright, <laughs> bye.
3: Wait, are they are they the guy who's in every Pixar movie all of a sudden? Maybe. Oh,
0: <laughs> What's the guy's That's name, a... Sparks? Uh
3: Ratzenberger,
0: John ratzenberger, John ratzenberger. There you yeah. go. Uh Real Johnny Rat.
3: Yeah, I can't believe it. You know, I didn't I'm I'm really I feel almost honored. Like this is gonna sound really weird, but I feel almost honored that I get to be there for Action Comics' 1,000th
2: issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. That is pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it only took them that's 80 years to get there. That's
1: a lot of comics, man. That a is huge. a lot of comics, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's really cool.
2: I mean, we're never going
3: to see the 1,000,000th issue. Oh, wait.
4: No,
1: I got I got no. Marvel for that.
3: Now, remember DC 1,000,000? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. When they all, yeah. With, like,
3: the event was they skipped to 1,000,000 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah I weird. feel it. Yeah, so... What do you guys think about actually comics reaching a thousand? Come on, guys! This is no, exciting. No, this
2: is amazing to for a comic, for a single comic to have literally gone on for a, a thousand issues. It's the, literally the comic that started comic books, like comic book collecting in itself. So, I mean, I'm definitely gonna.
3: It's the comic book that created Superman.
2: Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I without, mean, to be with, fair,
3: like to be fair uh it did go weekly for a couple of months so maybe we are doing a little, a little fancy course, math yeah
2: we are um but we'll still for it one single title to even though it was like superman in action comics or batman and detective comics it's still action comics that name has still survived all these years
3: as far as i know it's been primarily a superman books yeah uh, since then uh, ryan ryan what do you think i think one thousand
1: i think it's dope i picked up Action Comics, whatever the rebirth issue was, and I had a lot of comics, so I stopped reading it. But uh, I mean, it's a thousand. I always pick up anniversary issues.
3: I will definitely pick up. Uh, I definitely
1: want to see if Richard Donner has the writing, the writing guts to be able to write a Superman story. See if he's like if that can translate well in the comics. It sometimes doesn't work. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Sparks, our resident biggest Superman fan.
0: I've been waiting for Action Comics one thousand
1: all year. So, can we talk about? I'm ready for it. Is Jor El? Oh, is that a thing? Because that's like three issues deep now. We'll, we'll wait till it's over. okay. You can just cut this. Yeah. No, I won't. No. I won't.
0: Oh, whatever. We just we just won't get into it. But yeah, I mean that's you know action I just, comics I just is obviously going to tie it. into some level to uh to what's going on with Doomsday Clock. So I'm I'm real curious to see how it's all going to work out.
1: Do you like it? Yes. or no? That's all I want to hear. Do you like what's what's going on with that stuff? I've
0: been enjoying Action Comics ever since Rebirth happened. Cool. Okay. I'll just say that that's all I want to hear. Cool. Cool. Cool.
3: And I am really tired of Superman doing fill in writers. Hey man they got a double ship yeah so it also looks like uh, before we move on it looks like uh, other titles are reaching other are reaching major milestones in, around the same month and maybe we'll also be and we're getting some variants uh, for the for the for lots of variants for this one uh, for these milestones and it looks like they might be renumbering books like Batman to issue uh, 800. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman to issue 700. Mm-hmm. And Flash to issue 700. Cool. Now these could just be variants they're putting out. Uh, no word yet if they will be going to those legacy numberings. Uh, it has been long enough that it could happen. So. I don't see why not.
0: Su- Superman as well, correct? Isn't Superman going up to 800 as well?
1: Oh,
3: I think so, yeah. yeah. I might have forgot
0: to yeah. write,
1: write it down. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's cool that they started with the small ones and then Marvel's like, hey, we could do that too. And then DC's like, well I guess. we actually have the legacy numbers. Right.
3: Well what we were talking about uh in the car in the car right over is uh um Marvel right out of the gate with Legacy is doing legacy numberings for a lot of different titles. Whereas you and I were talking, you know, D C did it right. You know, the two titles go to Legacy, the two the two actual titles they've been publishing since the beginning yep. go mm-hmm. to legacy numbering and then they uh and then they do um Uh, And then they have number ones for each of the other ones. And this could be, hey, we have the fans now. The fans are reading these books. Now we go to Legacy. I think that's the smart way to
1: go. I'm cool with it. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are scared of seeing like 840. That excites me. Cause then I'm like, yo, man. Like, I know, cause they usually have the thing where they say, like, oh, start of a new arc, right? And mm-hmm. I always pick new issues up like that. But seeing like, oh, I'm gonna pick up Action Comics nine forty seven. Like that, that's cool. This book has legacy. This is like a book that's going on for for seventy five years. Right. It's yeah. not a number nine oh, over and over years. and over again.
3: I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, the the biggest mistake that the comic book industry has ever made is to say that you need to wait for number one to read the story.
1: Yeah. That? Every comic is someone's first comic, man. It exactly. doesn't matter. Yeah. That's
3: that's what they should have. That's, that's what that's what like that's what Marvel Rebirth, uh, Marvel Rebirth, DC DC Rebirth. Rebirth, Jesus, DC Legacy, Marvel no, oh. <laughs> DC. Are you okay? Rebirth, Rebirth.
1: Yeah, uh,
3: DC Rebirth uh, has done so well. Every comic is going to be someone's first.
1: The one thing that Marvel has consistently done for 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 a long time is they always have a summary of the comic. And, like, hey, this is what's going on in case this is your first issue. Like, hey, this guy did this, and he's the bad guy, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, every single comic is mandated to have that, and DC doesn't do that. And sometimes, like, I'd be cool with that because I like to jump in.
3: I'm a jumper. Uh, One of the uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, the uh, first Jeff Johns volume they put out, the print I have, which I think is the first printing of the book, uh, has... Uh, little blurbs about where every character was at the time that, where the story started. That's awesome, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool because that was my first Green Lantern comic, so I picked that up, and oh, I know exactly where everyone is. Yep. So, uh, so that's cool. Um, moving on, Batman. Last night, uh-huh. Sean, Mor- Sean 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 <laughs> Morphin time. Sean Murphy and Scott Snyder uh, will be reuniting to do so a good. Batman book, and it is Snyder describing it as his last batman story his swan, swan song
1: song. i love that term
3: um he described it uh, at new york comic-con i wanted to be my last batman story for a long time batman suddenly wakes up and he's young but he wakes up in the past in this post-apocalyptic wasteland crawling out of the sand in this gotham city that's been ruined he's got the joker's head chained to his belt but it's alive and like you gotta move kid It's got old Wonder Woman, baby Superman. It's like my lone wolf and cub Batman story. That's awesome. Snyder explained that he got advice from Grant Morrison about (laughs) taking over iconic characters. He said, you've got to give them a birth and a death. So this isn't really a death, but this is a closing a chapter in my version of Batman. I'm cool with
1: it, man.
4: That
3: sounds awesome.
1: Um, Sean Murphy and Scott Snyder, anything they touch is gold. So like, this is awesome. And like,
3: and this tracks because Grant Morrison for a long time said he wanted to leave his Batman, Batman where he found it, which is why he killed Damien, Um, which didn't last long. Nope. (laughs) Um, But in his defense, he did not intend Damien to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah this is this sounds awesome I want this uh, but we don't know we don't know what format this is going to be single issues of graphic novels uh, they were asked and it was like it might be a hybrid it might be we're not too sure yet so we'll see
1: because yeah Scott Snyder uh, like he has that book with Jeff Lemire 80 After Death and that's like a weird big graphic novel but it still comes out in like single issue format
3: well it was three issues yeah, three I magazine mean, issues they're like
1: big comics yeah. so it's it's super cool that like they want to uh, experiment with that stuff yeah. more of that stuff uh, what do we all think about this story Sparks uh, you first you, you, were,
3: you were last Doomsday Clock
0: um, I'm, I'm down for Scott Snyder writing Batman in general, so. Yeah, metal's awesome. Are you, are you caught up on metal? Nope. Oh, it's so good.
1: Okay, it's only monthly though, you can catch up. I know. Don't have to worry about it.
3: Man, that's really messing with me, because it's not bi-weekly. Right. And I'm just like, where's the next issue of Dude, metal? there were
1: certain issues of Secret Empire that were coming out like weekly. Yeah. It was like weekly, bi-weekly, then a month, then a week, and I'm like, I can't, like, what's going on?
3: I'm so used to that bi-weekly schedule, I'm like, yeah. where's the next issue?
1: Um... Uh, another uh, 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 something night book White Knight is also a Sean Murphy book. Yeah. It's awesome. That do you know that draw? He draws the best Batman related stuff.
2: Uh, I can I really want to pick up um White Knight. It's White Knight, right? White mm-hmm. Knight. Yeah. Um, last uh, night is
3: the one we were yeah, we, yeah.
2: yeah. we have yeah. Here. But um this but hey Scott Snyder he's written Batman beautifully ever since the New Fifty Two started and since twenty eleven man yeah yeah. So he's been doing a solid job. I can see why he wants to stay away or even before that yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he wrote, a, what, Black Mirror? Yes, sir. Yeah, he you wrote know. Black
3: Mirror. Black Mirror, Gates of Gotham. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Good stuff. So I can see why he wants to step away from Batman for a while. But at this point, I say just DC, let him have free reign. Let him do whatever
1: the F he wants. That's, Sounds like it. That's
3: what he's doing with metal. Yeah. Zombie
1: Joker head and like, yeah, crazy evil Batman. Yeah. He literally went Old. to DC
3: and said, because he was talking about, you know, he he set the seeds for metal in his Batman story and he, and he went to DC. He's like, okay, here's what I want to do. Yeah, you're probably not going to let me do it. And they're like, yeah, do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, your Batman's the best run we've ever had. Go for it. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, cool. I mean, I mean, come on. That core of Owls yeah, run in the New two got me hooked. Like, got a lot of people in Batman. Hooked.
3: Yeah. Um, Comics Batman. Sean yeah. Murphy uh, said this will also be his last creative uh, collaborative story. No. What. He's not going to collaborate with other, with anyone? other He's Anyone?
1: Like, well, I mean, his solo stuff is dope, though. Yeah. Like, Punk Rock Jesus is, like, my, my savior. I mean, this
3: could, this could just be for now, but he said he wants to do his own stuff as a writer-artist. That's
1: cool. Yeah. I mean, it works well, so, like, if he doesn't need anyone else, like, well, you yeah. know. Right. That's cool. Uh, all
3: right.
1: More Batman, please. Yeah. Um,
3: DC is going to relaunch Vertigo again. Again? <laughs> yeah. The last time that worked so well.
1: But we had a – or I had a theory that we were talking about, uh, like, with, with Metal – like they're incorporating all the Sandman stuff, mm-hmm. um, and it could be like a launching point. Like
3: this could be them opening the door to having yeah. Neil Gaiman come back to yeah. Sandman, or even having Neil Gaiman let someone else write Sandman. Uh,
1: like Swamp Thing doesn't have a book, they can bring him back to Vertigo, make him that hard, like rated R title that like I used to be. Um, how, how
3: much this has never happened, no. but how much would you just like ejaculate everywhere if if Alan
0: Moore I, I, came back to I write Swamp I don't think Thing? words
1: could comprehend. If Alan Moore wrote another a Swamp Thing comic, dude, like, I, that's my favorite piece of literature of all time, yeah. that Swamp Thing comic. So, like, it was, that dude's crazy, like, lives in, like, a cabin in the middle of the woods. So, like, <laughs> he writes comics when he wants to. It's not going to be something. I think
3: he's actually done with comics now. Uh, I think he's officially turned into uh, his last script. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's
1: no League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's his last that's, his last that's one. his last that's one. That's his last yeah. one. That's
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, tiring. It's going to be coming out. It's going to be happening in <gasps> August. That's far um, away. I mean, makes
1: me think they're building up a lot of stuff to Ver- launch.
3: Vertigo's imprint, imprint has been floundering for a long time. Yeah. I think it was a big mistake to move Constantine and Swamp Thing to DC.
1: Because those were really the big guys. Yeah. Really.
3: They were, they were single-handedly saving Vertigo. Yeah. Um, but, hey... We could have some good stories here. Anyone, anyone, anyone want to read a Vertigo story? What do we, what do we, what do we hope that they bring back with Vertigo, if they bring back anything
2: at all? The only Vertigo thing that I remember getting really invested in was Fables, but that ended, that's done, that's not
1: coming back, and I don't want it to come back.
3: Yeah, they're no longer doing Miracle Man, so.
1: It's, it's happening, it's just, it's, it's. They're, they're. Oh, no, they're redrawing. They're reworking it, yeah, Yeah.
2: because it's not up to standard. The only thing I could think of is just what Ryan said, bring back Animal Man, bring back Constantine. Or Swamp- Animal Man that, back. Yeah, oh, bring back Animal Man, that. bring back Swamp Thing, and bring back uh, Constantine to Vertigo. That could... I only
0: uh, I only want Animal Man or Swamp Thing back if they're going to write them well.
1: But see, the thing about Constantine, to be honest, he's never been he's never had a successful title while he's been at these Sure, him,
0: him too. But I'm, I mean, Animal Man and Swamp Thing stand out to me because oh, absolutely. I thought I thought that Animal and Man and Swamp Thing were one of the few things that's that did well during the New Fifty Two, and I oh, thought yeah. it was because nobody had really touched them for a while, so someone had time to think of a good story. So Actually, I only I... want them to come back if somebody's done that again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just miss like, like hard hard Constantine because he's so PG thirteen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think there there's something to be
3: said to have Constantine show up in the DC universe, but I don't think he fits. In the DC universe, no, so he definitely
1: works better on his own, like being a hard ass. Like, <laughs> have a
2: crossover
3: him crossover, sh- come back, come over. Sure, yeah, but. have
2: him show up again to shenanigans with Satana. Sure, but don't
3: keep him there. I'd like to see. Uh, honestly, I don't know how they do it, but I'd really like to see um, uh, uh, Sandman come back. If, if look, I know, I know he's ended the story. He's even done a prequel to the story. Um, I. I think it'd be really great if Neil Joseph Gordon and...
1: Levitt is working on a movie. He's been working on it for a long time. I don't know if it's ever going to get made. I don't know. But, so. but, uh. It's th- a new line, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Um, I think it's one of those product uh, uh, products that just like with the right time, it'll resurge. And like, it's weird that he's in this DC m- Batman book. Why would he, why is he in this for like, it seems Spoiler like Scott Snyder. Metal. He just, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, Scott Snyder just wanted him to be in it.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah. That's how he said it. He said he called up Neil Gaiman and said, "Yeah, hey, can can you can I do
1: this?" I like to hope it's more than than just Vertigo going. We're gonna try again. Like yeah. they actually try again.
3: Like this, like they did a couple months ago when they're yeah. like, "Hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna yeah. relaunch this." Well,
1: wasn't it, it? Was Karen Berger? Wasn't she the Vertigo? Person? No,
3: no, no. no. Uh, oh yes, Karen Berger. She left. But she went to
1: IDW. She has Burger Books.
3: Burger Books up yeah. with IDW. Yeah. Burger Books. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. um Well, Lamira is coming back to DC. He's finally. Uh, we, we don't talk about the Marvel days.
2: No. Uh, even though it was all good. I was gonna uh, say it's it's all c- Moon Knight. Yeah. Thanos, what? Moon Knight was really good. Crazy. I really liked. It was, the the Lemire, Uh the Moon Knight run. You loaned to me, Brandon. Was that Jeff Lemire? Yeah. Okay. No. Like, how do you no. know? No, no. because I, I was the most modern. I didn't
3: loan you the the Jeff Lemire Moon Knight run. Oh, who who did that?
1: Uh, it was one of my book clubs. I
3: I loaned you um, the Warren Ellis. Oh. Run. Oh, Mister Knight. Yeah.
1: Um, That's what he goes by, Mr. Knight. He's not Moon Knight, it's Mr. Knight.
3: So DC is bringing back Le Ma- Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is writing uh, Tom Strong and the Terrifics.
1: Is that the actual title of it now?
3: Maybe. Okay.
1: Either way, it's it's the Terrifics and Tom Strong, which is cool.
3: And Tom Strong is an Alan Moore character that DC somehow owns. Uh-huh. Um, and the Inferior Five. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> very weird
1: it's like it's like a weird it's almost like a like a superior foes of spider-man book where it's like we're like like he's like it's like he keeps peace so much he'll kill you for it or something super yeah. silly like it's a bunch of like really bad heroes yeah um i'm totally down for it
3: the tom strong and the terrifics is interesting because it's kind of like a fantastic four book yep. we're, we're gonna be getting it's like a pulp um, Fantastic no, part, that's yeah. not the one that has a challenge of the unknown is it no no they're, getting they're straight up time. doing a challenge of the Unknown them yeah book. yeah um yeah that's, that's cool i love the mirror i'll Definitely check these out. Uh, he's got a Hawkman book coming out of metal. apparently uh, Hawkman, Hawkman has been found. <laughs> I didn't know and he was the, lost. I mean, he died. Yeah. There was a Death of Hawkman miniseries. Yep, I didn't read it. No one did. I don't know. That was the Death of Hawkman. I guess it is initially... really the Death of Hawkman. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like it. Oh. Um, and before we get into uh, this bit that you put, in, <laughs> that you put, I am just read it. it. I just have to say
2: one thing about Lemire. Hurry yeah. up and Lemire. finish Reign T Titans Volume Three, Earth One.
1: Ooh, I Please. want. Ooh, I wonder. I wonder he, if he can he he start that.
2: writing that at least because yeah. I kind of want a uh, sure volume Three.
3: Like <laughs> we're gonna like all Earth One books are just gonna pop up in solicitations. It's probably like
1: scheduled. Yeah. They don't appear too close. Yeah, yeah. We're, they're
3: gonna it's gonna pop up in solicitations. We're gonna be like, oh, oh, that's happening! What Yay! Uh, before we get into the other thing, uh Sparks Lemire coming back. DC,
1: are you gonna read anything? Tom Strong. Yeah, yeah. he just shrugs. Nobody knows who Tom Strong is besides me, <laughs> Mister Terrific. I, I, uh,
0: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If I hear good things, I'll read it. It's not something I'm anticipating or going to go out of my way to grab.
3: Right. Yeah. Well, something that Ryan is anticipating. The Milkman and I, Wars, and I
1: trust I trust Ryan. So yeah, uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you.
3: The Milkman Wars.
1: Yeah, I was like, "F yeah, Milkman Wars." The
3: Milkman, God is a character that Frank quietly is creating. And before. I did not know
1: he was a supervillain. I thought he the, was milk a a the Milkman is a supervillain. That is that's that is one of the
0: greatest things I've ever heard of. Dude, you I know what his plan
1: say. is to take over? He yep. needs to homogenize yep. the world. Yep. He needs to do what? He wants to homogenize the world, dog. What <laughs> like milk. Oh, God. I love this so much. They
3: compared him to the Anti-Monitor. That is freaking amazing. The
2: Anti-Monitor is the Milkman? <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no,
3: the Milkman is apparently <laughs> <laughs> like... Equal. equal equally, really oh, Justice like... League
1: is going to have to fight him, and like Young Animal doing a big crossover to fight the Milkman. What?
3: So this is the big... DC young animal crossover and just so people Frank quietly who did all-star Superman I think all-star Superman that artwork that kind of like hopeful optimistic look and give him a white a completely white milkman outfit with a a, a glass of milk and a cape and that's the milkman he looks hopeful he he has a hat
1: too doesn't he 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 has a hat yeah he looks so he looks so charming and he's out to get you so that's that's all right he's gonna waterboard you with milk all right, <laughs> he's gonna dunk you like a cookie. Oh, that's that's. Oh, I, I see it happening. <laughs> yeah, man. He has that's... like putties, but they're all just like milk jugs. Oh, all right. I can't wait to. I really can't wait for this because it seems like a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, should be fun. Uh, we should get solicitations for that soon. Yeah. Um, anything else that DC did that we all that we liked, that we saw that we that stood out to us for New York Comic Con? Ben, I know you were not Keeping Up. Uh, Sparks, maybe maybe Ryan. Mm,
1: I think we got what I want to talk about milkman yeah. yeah yeah milkman was the only news i cared about
3: marvel <laughs> released some interesting announcements that have no announcements rogue. um they did it? yes uh they said they're doing books based off of weapon h gambit and rogue and legion
1: oh yeah okay at least we got a cover to one of those
3: well we got covered for two of those what's the second one legion
1: there's a cover what did it look like uh, is it, it just, just him yeah oh lame okay
3: um and uh, Weapon Age, we don't have a cover. It's just the concept art for Weapon Age. Yeah. Uh, Weapon Age, I did not think did as well to get a title.
1: It, it sold very well.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I read uh, one of the issues... And uh, I didn't finish it because I didn't care, but like it's not bad. It's just like, hey, we're crazy uh, military scientists, man, and like a uh, uh, Reverend Stryker is there, and uh, oh, it's like man. some, it's like some teenage kid who the champions like become friends with, mm-hmm. and then he unfortunately gets turned into this monster, and they have to fight their friend. So it's a little more, it's a little deeper than just it's a monster. Uh, but I don't want to read a comic about it. <laughs> I'm just trying to defend it a little bit more than. Well, you're gonna you know,
3: get an ongoing. Cool. Gambit and Rogue is a mini series that made, that they want to go into an ongoing. And the Legion, we have no information on, except for um, that one of his uh, personalities is going rogue.
1: Not rogue from the X-Men? No. Okay, okay. They're not related. Like, one of his
3: personalities is starting to have a mind of its own. Well,
1: um, in Astonishing X-Men, they're doing a lot of stuff with, I guess, spoilers from the first issue. Uh, They're trying to do, they're bringing Professor X back. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a slow work towards getting Legion back into the comics. Because the show is so good. And I know they, they see the opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's all Marvel yeah. did,
3: other than get yelled at by retailers. It,
2: yeah,
1: it, they got yelled at by the, retailers gonna, again. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. It's it's um it's the diversity in comics, guys. They were they were they they stormed the panel. It was not their their bad. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it was all about like bad racist people saying bad things about Marvel. It wasn't as bad because I looked it up. Okay. It's not nearly. There were some angry retailers, but it was a lot of make comics great again, kind of kind of um, kind of chat.
2: Wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. Don't. There, we're not gonna get yeah, too let's, much okay, into. Let's yeah, okay. Let's talk about this. A lot more. Uh, the only thing I could really see about this Marvel announcement is Weapon H. I mean, come on. Wolverine, Hulk mixed together. <laughs> That's a bad day. It,
1: it, it's, a, it's a hard fight. That is and a very bad Omnisho day. show gets his hand stabbed. It's like, She's like, watch out for the claw thingies. And then his hands get stabbed going, oh, no.
2: It's like a, shh, you hear that? That's a, we're going to die. Shh. So let's run Ugh. to steal Sparks' joke from uh, Hydro Cap last week. Oh, yeah. Taskmaster, yeah.
3: No, Taskmaster's joking.
2: That's a we're losing boom. That's a
3: we're losing
1: boom. That is such a good line. I already miss, I already miss him. I already miss Evil Steve. Come back to me. Um, Baby, come back. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
3: uh, some indie books were announced that I wanted to touch on a little bit. Uh, Kirkman. uh, uh, as Oh, of Robert. Robert Kirkman. Roberto. Has announced a new comic book he's doing called Oblivion Song. Uh, This sounds awesome. It's his first book since Outcast. Yeah, yeah. So basically, this is the idea came from like what what would it be if Jack Kirby ever 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 did a Batman story, and so he's he's created this this uh, this world where part of Chicago gets transported to a different a parallel world full of demons and monsters and all that sort of Ooh. thing. Pretty cool. And uh, tra- transport between the worlds has been made possible. Uh, so that they can get all the refugees back, but the world's just kind of moved on and, and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, uh, because it was too difficult, so they just kind of moved on and just stopped caring. But this one guy keeps going back and trying to save people and bringing them back out. And so, like, supposed to be an allegory for how we deal with oh, Michael uh, F. Oblivion. Uh, how we deal with um, uh, tragedy and loss mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know how, how like hurricanes happen and we just
1: kind of move on yeah. after after they happen. I think Kirkman knows how to write emotional stuff very well. Like, yeah. all of his comics kind of just deal with people, dealing with bad things. Like, so. um,
2: the Walking, the issues of The Walking Dead, I've read, yeah. they're very well...
1: I mean, Invincible's about, like, family drama, and, and Outcast mm-hmm. is about uh, uh, possessed family drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> walking Dead's zombie family drama, so, uh-huh. like, it's all good. A lot of
4: family
1: no, but, drama. Uh,
2: yeah. Wait, what's the title? Song of Obli- Oblivion Song? Oblivion Song. That sounds like the f- debut album for a heavy metal band. I that know, is awesome.
3: Oh, metal is getting a metal album.
2: I saw that. What I did see that Batman Metal is getting a metal album. Dark Knight's yeah. Metal. Dark Knight Metal is getting a metal album. It is. Yeah. That's metal. rad.
3: It's metal. Yeah. A Sparks oblivion song. Do you care? Thumbs you up. A thumbs up. Yeah, the
0: shrug. Yeah. Sounds. It sounds cool. I. Right. I'll check it out. Yeah. This has more interest
3: to me. I, like, I checked out Outcast. I liked Outcast, but I'll, like uh, the first time I heard about Outcast, it didn't really appeal to me. This is the first comic that Kirkman has done that the, from the outset. Mm-hmm. I was like, this appeals to me.
1: This sounds. I, uh, oh, you go first. Sorry, go on. No, you no, go, go first. Uh, okay, so there's a comic called The Realm I told you guys about. Mm-hmm. This sounds a lot like The Realm. Yeah. Like like regular people dealing with fantasy stuff. Uh, also post apocalyptic. I I think that Realm book is super dope. So if it's kind of like that, like I'm on board. Kirkman's good.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked Outcast. I've read a lot of Outcast, so I'm I'm down for. Did you
1: ever check out the giving show? Giving something another shot. Yes. I like that show. I think it's pretty good.
0: I, I like the show too. I think it's I really think, well
1: done. I think more people should watch it.
0: I do as well I thought the show was in, in a lot of ways I thought the show was better than the comic
1: you know what it's it's so like faithfully adapted I could I could I could almost agree because it works better in motion I, I like that
0: yeah I, I think that they they brought a sense of artistry to it that accentuated what he was trying to capture in the comic better a lot a lot of visual stuff the same way that Brian Fuller brought to Hannibal
1: yeah that's a good that's a good comparison that's why you're here buddy
3: well um, moving on. Big Hero 6 comics are going to be published by IDW. This is very strange. It was strange. Then you explained it. I'm like, oh, that's a workaround. <laughs> right. This is this is the weirdest workaround I've, I've seen in quite a while. So Big Hero 6 is a property owned by Marvel. Um, right. They did not republish, re- reprint Big Hero 6 comics when the movie was coming out. I always thought that was a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, they do still own that property because they showed up in 2012. Uh, uh, Kingdom, uh, Kingdom Hearts? No. No. Oh. Um, they showed up in, in 2012, uh, Amazing Spider-Man story, End of the Earth, uh, briefly. So Marvel does have the does still have the the rights to the characters, but apparently because this comic is going to be based off of the animated series coming out on Disney XD, IDW has been publishing all the Disney XD comic book tie-ins. Dude, it's right. weird, like,
1: they have, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic, Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic, it's like, it's... Well, that's that's Marvel. No, but I, I understand what I'm saying. It's still weird yeah. that, like, we're just getting a... a a comic version of what the TV show was when you have the comic right next to it. It's just, it's weird that... Yeah, that
0: yeah I've never I've never understood that either, but I guess it's a way to get kids into wanting to pick up the comics because it's like they, they more directly associate what it is. It's really for the kids who are watching the cartoons yeah. more than that, anything.
2: Actually, that worked for me when uh, Superman Adventures was on television. Yeah.
0: Batman Adventures, Bat- same for me. Yeah. There you go, there you I go. saw
2: the Superman Adventures comic book and I was like, hey, mom, I want that. So she got me Right, right, because Mar- you,
0: you're able to pinpoint it and say, I want I know I want that. And it helps parents too because they don't have to like question if the comic is... Yeah. to adult for a kid. Yeah. Right, exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, but this is, I mean, the fact that they were being published by IDW is very strange. It is. But IDW has DuckTales and mm-hmm. Uncle Scrooge. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uncle Scrooge, uh, Donald Duck, uh, Tangled the series, uh, comics. Um, There's a Tangled
1: comic? Yeah. Interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, it's Tangled the
1: series, the comic. <laughs> so it's like they made a Street Fighter movie. There's Street Fighter movie, The Game. Yes, like come on, it's so many six degrees.
3: Lego, Lego, Lego movie, Lego movie game. Oh Jesus, yeah, that's so silly. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, I have this one. I'm gonna let you you, let you take this one, uh, Ben.
1: Yeah. Good
2: news for Sonic fans. Yeah. So Ian Flynn, the guy who has been writing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog from Archie for the past god ten years or so, Sparks, help me on this. Was he been writing for the past ten years plus? It's been
0: somewhere around there.
2: Yeah. So let's just, for sake of argument, let's say ten years. It was announced at New York Comic Con that he is still going to write Sonic the Hedgehog at IDW. That's, that's pretty much it. We don't know if he's going to continue stories from from the Archie days, if they're going to do compl- completely brand new direction. I have a
3: statement from him oh. pulled up if you want me to read it. Yes, please do it. A uh, statement from him. I've been a, so- a Sega kid for life, and Sonic has been my career for over a decade. He said in a statement, I'm overjoyed to keep with the little blue hedgehog and especially excited to be expanding my relationship with IDW at the same time i can't wait to show you what i'm made of as we reach for the stars and explore the endless possibilities yes cool i and think it's
0: premiering like early next year or something next
2: year yeah yeah next year so it
0: sounds like sonic's going to space <laughs> space sonic
2: funny thing is he did that Multiple oh, times.
0: I know. Oh, I know he's done it. Yeah. Sounds like he's going back. Yeah.
2: But still, we got this. We got the writer. He's actually has written some of the better Sonic stories for the past um, few arcs. So I'm excited. Can't wait to see what IDW is gonna do. So yay! I think that's
1: really cool, man. Yeah, it's it's good on IDW. I wonder yeah. if. They sought him out or he sought them out, but either way, it's I'd, like, it worked. Like, either, cool,
2: either way, he is an accomplished writer. He has written some amazing Sonic stories, so I I'm, just, I'm happy.
3: You know what? I just can't wait for the, the eventual Sonic-Transformers crossover.
2: That could happen. You know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know no, they're working the, on it. That First Strike big event that's happening right now, it's like First Strike 2, Sonic shows up. I mean, if Archie was able to do a two cross Mega Man and Sonic crossover, oh, he's a Predator Batman, and Batman. Oh, yeah. God. Who can you Archie can you? Can you imagine... Man, Archie has met everyone. He really has met everyone.
3: He's currently meeting the Ramones.
1: That's Again. like the least, yeah. that's the least weird one. Yeah, it's, but like it's, like the, it's like
3: the Mark Wade. Archie is meeting the Malones. Oh, okay. Actually, The Ramones. Actually, Archie... The Malones. The thing, is, Malones. The, thing is,
1: Malones.
2: the thing is, Brandon, Archie never met Sonic. Not yet. Well, nope. look, it's it, that'd that's be actually, really hard is, to do. Sonic uh, met Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but he never met Sonic. Sonic met Sabrina. Yeah, I have yes. met him. They, uh, live,
3: they live across the street. That's so silly. That's my favorite explanation for why Sabrina uh, doesn't tie in with Archie more. Why? Uh, because they don't want to have Archie just to have like magic. Uh-huh. So their excuse. She lives in the next town over. Yeah, she's too far. <laughs> <laughs> she's just too far. No, she... I love that. Um, okay. Well, I have put the. I didn't put this on the rundown, but I wanted to bring up um, Batman Ninja.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. This is awesome. Yeah, it's just no so, subtlety.
3: So as uh, as reported by IO Nine. The poster was unveiled alongside footage from the film, which uh, was shown to those in attendance at New York Comic-Con. While the footage has not yet been released online, and as of now, it ha- still has not, uh, you can check out the poster, which offers an early glimpse at the katana-wielding
1: Dark Knight below. It looks awesome.
2: It looks really cool. It, it looks sweet. Uh, it looks super that sweet.
1: Kinda, doesn't that kind of look like the, the 89 Batman logo? A little, A little bit. But b- red? Kind of, sort of. yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, so apparently the uh, the film uh, sees Batman sent back in time during medieval era Japan. Oh my God! It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Yeah. Oh God! Turtles oh. in Time. Oh, that's um, fantastic. And uh Batman Ninja is being directed by Jumpai uh, uh, Mizus- Mizusaki.
0: Oh, jo- Jojo. So uh, that's an
1: awesome anime.
3: Ooh. Character designed by Takashi uh, Okazaka? Okazaki. After Okazaki. Afro Samurai. Yeah. 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 Afro Samurai. And uh, 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 Eric Garcia and Leo Chu wrote the English screenplay, which is based on a script by Kazuki Nakash- Nakashima. Right on.
2: Nakashima. Yeah, Whatever. You, you got it right.
3: It's uh, also... Uh, we actually didn't talk about this, but uh, Earth, yeah. Earth M is getting an imprint, uh, and it will, they're putting all the milestone characters on a new Earth. So we're going to see the rebirthing of, 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 of... You got it. Of static. Static shock. Static shock. Static. <laughs> Dude,
1: they've been talking about doing this for such a long time. It's so yeah. weird that it's it's finally happening. Uh, is, yeah so that's that's cool uh, but Batman Ninja sounds awesome Batman Ninja Does sounds amazing dude like just that katana man like that's oh that's cool you know uh, I'm
2: down two there are times when words go together that are just perfect <laughs> Batman Ninja is one of those
1: combinations that's just if just, is, just, if just it's kind of redundant because he was trained by ninjas true so I'm pushing my still, glasses up here he's a ninja ninja but st- <laughs> <As> <laughs> oh Brandon, no oh, I completely forgot that we talked about that earlier as Brandon flips you off <laughs> no yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank god we only do this on audio no, um. they can they can feel the footballs.
1: <laughs> Let's so, get into some
2: trailers, guys.
1: <gasps> diner, diner, uh,
0: Real quick before we do yeah. that, did uh, I just want to drop because I know I watch The Walking Dead, New York Comic Con. They said that Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead are crossing over. Yeah, uh, yeah. They yeah
1: are. Uh, I stopped watching Fear the Walking Dead. I have never watched Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> I have. Do you watch it? I I'm behind
0: like two whole seasons. Yeah,
1: I'm just not gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch The Walking Dead still. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. I, I'm a, I, I don't know. Fear the Walking Dead never, never grabbed me. Didn't, yeah. Not in the first yeah. season. Walking Dead never grabbed me. So
1: yeah.
2: That damn farm. That's all I'm going to say about Walking Dead.
1: Man, that, that season two. Yeah. I feel like yeah, right. There two. you go. I think it's cool that it's crossing over because they, they, they said at first, like, eh, we don't really don't talk want to do it. So like, I
0: thought it, I thought it was always inevitable. Yeah. So I'm glad they finally let that cat out of the bag. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, ask
3: He's a cat of the bag. Oh, uh, all right. So let's just get into
1: some trailers. Marvels, Runaways. Yeah, the oh, one I did not watch. Damn it! Uh, this, <laughs> you see the nose of a dinosaur. You see the dinosaur. Old lace with the nose ring. You, you see the
3: dinosaur. I'm so excited. Uh, I I've I was not sure how or why or if they were going to do the dinosaur for so long eventually they did say yes they were they are going but to do you, him. and we do get a first glimpse
1: of him in this in this her, new film it's old lace her, it's a her thank you oh her sorry it's a her um, I'm gonna make it at my book club that the week that one premieres because oh, you yeah. guys have to read it um what do we what do we all think of of uh, of runaways it looks it looks just as it looks just like that comic dude like it's it's yeah crazy super villain parents and kids kids uh trying to fight them they got a dinosaur it's great yeah the first time i saw that trailer i was like this looks incredible
0: i i only just realized that it's josh schwartz and josh schwartz made the oc and i love the oc yeah and this is basically the oc with superpowers yep so i'm on board yeah
2: (laughs) uh you guys said that they're doing the dinosaur so i'm in (laughs) doing
3: the
1: dinosaur it sounds like a a dance
3: i think it it is it is a a
1: dinosaur It is a dance um (laughs) definitely a dance
3: yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, really excited for Marvel's Runaways. I was not sure because uh, you know the the it's Marvel Hulu, shows, right? It's Hulu. Okay. It's, is it's Cloak is and Dagger
1: Hulu. also Hulu? No, no, that's freeform. Form. Freeform, got it. Okay. Right. Uh, so stop, stop it. God, you guys. It's hard. I got to do stuff. You're so noisy. Oh, sorry.
3: Um, Happy also released a trailer. That was a really good trailer. Man, this that... so like go from Runaways to Happy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all over the place. No, but Happy it looks
1: really good, and it, that looks just like that comic, man. It's it's a very it's a four issue mini, um, and it's just about a cop going crazy trying to find this girl, um, and it looks it looks it looks sadistic and like beyond a normal sci-fi show. No, Man, I lo- sadistic
3: does not even do it justice. No,
2: I love how in the tr- when you're watching the trailer, it says, based off the graphic novel, and we mean graphic, and then, of course, there's a, a scene of um uh, the, pro- uh, the protagonist strapped to a chair, and then the guy with a bus on saying, I am now going to cut your penis very small, like salami. Yeah.
3: And he's he's just like taking you out you You know what I mean? Yeah, he looks I mean. great. His timing is excellent. Is I'm Chris very Malone? excited. I think his name? Yeah, he's a, he's, uh, a, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I'm very excited for 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 Happy. I really liked the book when it came out um and I was and I was apprehensive where they put it it's very graphic
1: and so you so they're obviously swearing they say shit and stuff they you don't need yeah. the f-word if, no. if you can use like the lesser words i guess i guess that's the justification uh-huh. right. uh so it's still going to be graphic and it looks really violent and bloody and there's a weird like scene where he's dancing around with his head gushing blood man that was awesome and i'm like this is a sci-fi show it's yeah. like it's awesome apparently but... i think uh did you ever read happy sparks I did not. Okay, it's only four issues. It's super fast, but uh, uh, check I out that trailer. That. I and wanna, that, I want to do that as a book. club. And if that interests you, I would definitely read that book. Grant Morrison. Uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah.
2: It looks weird, but in a weird. Pat good... Oswalt's
1: the voice of the of the Happy. Really? Yeah, Pat Oswald. Nice. Of the ha- yeah. of the of the crazy of, horse of, yeah. of horse. He, the He hallucinates. Okay,
3: so the the plot of Happy because we were just been saying how good this looks. Yeah. Well, the plot of Happy is um, essentially this imaginary friend finds this detective. Who can't quite tell if it, it was it's it was pitched by Grant Morrison to uh, the publisher as uh, a more sadistic Harvey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's this the little girl's imaginary imaginary friend goes to find um, the the the, detec- the detective to help him to, to get him to find the little girl who's missing, and that's where and crazy he things chose happen. the
1: raw, I mean, he chose the right cop, but like he chose the wrong cop. He
3: only chose the cop who's oh, the only cop who can see him.
1: Yeah, because uh, he's great. crazy enough.
3: Yeah, looks great.
1: Uh, Constantine released a
3: clip. Let's call it a clip. Yeah, It's, half, that an works. it's half an episode. It's half an episode. And I think it
2: looks pretty good, guys.
1: That is bloody. Yeah, as soon as he uh, ripped that demon's head off and threw it, I'm like, oh, we're going right at R, sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell blazer. The only thing that I'm curious if we're going
3: to continue the story of the Bruja from the first season of Constantine, will this serve as second season or will this serve as a completely new show? Was
1: that not... That was not on CW, correct? No, that was, so that was, was the NBC. NBC. Well, if Supergirl can continue stuff... I don't see why not.
0: True. Yeah, it's it's canon it's canon now. Yeah. That that season of Constantine is canon now. And I don't oh, think there, it'd yeah. be cool it'd be cool if it carried on from season one, but if it doesn't, I'm still just happy to have it. Me it look,
3: too. It looked look cool. I, I'm I'd be looking forward to seeing if more characters come back. Um Chaz, for instance. He's immortal. He can't die. He was great. Bring back care. Shia LaBeouf. They never got into that in the show. In the, in the show, not I'm really. I've said about that. Well, they uh, a couple of uh, a synopsis have released for this one online. Uh, this all new animated series from Warner Brothers Animation and Blue Ribbon Content follows DC's popular comic book character John Constantine, voiced by the live action series star Matt Ryan, a seasoned demon hunter and master of the occult, armed with. Didn't he say in the first in the first episode? I meant to say petty dabbler. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, armed with the uh, with an arcane knowledge of the dark arts and a wicked wit, he fights the good fight with his soul already damned to hell. He'll do whatever it takes to protect the innocent. Uh, with the balance of good and evil on the line, Constantine uses his skills to face the supernatural terrors that threaten our world and send them back where they belong. After that, who knows? Maybe there's hope for him and his soul after all. And this no. is being executive produced by David Goyer, who did the uh, Constantine TV series on... Uh, on uh NBC. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it.
1: Pretty excited. Yeah, man. More Matt Ryan please. Yeah.
3: Man, yeah, I love Matt Ryan as Constantine. He well, he looks just on, like him. He will be on Legends of Tomorrow season
0: 3. Hell Yay.
3: yeah. So Make him, like like exactly. a crazy well, old future. Well, that's
0: fashion. that's actually still being reported by some places as a rumor, not official confirmation.
3: I've got a couple of places calling it confirmation and they're saying that they yeah. was, they announced it at, at NYCC.
0: I I guess I'm still seeing mixed sources on it. So Regardless, I'm not going to, I'm not going to totally
1: buy it. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, well, I guess we'll, we'll for now label it as a rumor until, mm-hmm. until we see otherwise. Yeah. Uh, which will probably be the episode that airs. <laughs> yeah.
1: And probably we'll find out like tonight.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, Pacific room uprising.
1: <gasps> oh. Released their
3: first feature length trailer. It's not in theaters. That was yeah, crazy. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, with a synopsis. Let me read the synopsis first. And then we'll talk about what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like at the trailer. Uh, The globe-spanning conflict between otherworldly monsters of mass destruction and the human-piloted supermachines built to vanquish them was only a prelude to the all-out assault on humanity in Pacific Rim Uprising. John Boyega stars as the rebellious Stryker Pentecost. Sorry, Jake Pentecost. (laughs) um, A once-promising Jaeger pilot whose legendary father gave his life to secure humanity's victory against the monstrous Kaiju. Jake has since abandoned his training only to become caught up in a criminal underworld. But when an even more unstoppable threat is unleashed to tear through our cities and bring the world to its knees, he is given one last chance to live up to his father's legacy by his estranged sister, Mako More, who is leading a brave new generation of pilots that have grown up in the shadow of war. As they seek justice for the fallen, their only hope is to unite together
1: in a global uprising against the forces of... Extinction. well do you remember the the, the name of the, the the first name of this movie? Maelstrom. Maelstrom? Maelstrom. I thought it was apocalypse because he says something about apocalypse, and I'm like, oh, are gonna? It wasn't an apocalypse. But it was Maelstrom. No, it was Maelstrom. Yeah, it's so that was
3: it. Wasn't the uh, it was the working title. Another working title is the um Coke. group hug. Um, group hug. Avengers was called group hug. Oh, like filming. the the code name. Yeah, the yeah. code name.
1: I thought Australia looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks way looked more really anime, cool. which is what I want from this.
3: Yeah. Uh, I was talking we, to a friend of a friend of mine. Uh, who also really loves Pacific Rim, and I'm—I'm a—I will admit I'm a—I'm a Pacific Rim apologist. Uh, and I will use. We all that... have faults, man. I love Marvel too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will defend that film to the day to the day I die. Um, but one of the things I love about it looks like to be well the the, mo- the most the biggest thing I love about the first one looks to be the one the one thing they're abandoning in the second one, which is the aesthetic. And again this is just an action packed trailer but some some of those Jaegers do some things that are very anime and one of the things I liked about it and there's nothing wrong with that I'm going to be first in line to see it I'm very say, excited It is based um,
1: off like like Evangelion and stuff right, like
3: that right but like, like one of the cool things about the first movie is that you feel the weight of the Jaegers as they yeah. walk as they as they as they move you know they have to build up their heavy machinery mm-hmm. and you you feel it with with the, with them in the cockpits and with all that how they move um, you see the parts moving, and, and and the gravity is pushing them down, and uh, and it looks like the, these Jaegers are moving. And again, you could use the excuse they're they're upgraded. It is like twenty years later. It, it's Ten years later. Ten years later. Um, yeah. You can so you can use that excuse, um, but that that is the one thing I was I was I was uh, I was missing from this trailer. Other than that, I thought this looked great.
1: Yeah. Um, like yeah, it's it's more robots fighting big monsters, and so now we got like and
3: ge- little monsters and
1: little monsters now and monsters joining forces. Yeah. Voltron monsters. We
2: Voltron got monsters. we got robots fighting monsters. We even got some robot got, is, on robot fights. Is,
1: yeah, this too? is. I forgot to mention. This is like a civil war happening up in here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, wonder very, what that story is about.
3: Very interesting to see some some uh, robot versus robot action. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder if that's going to be like. there's not going to be like some rogue faction. You're like, I'm teaming up with the monsters. That
2: nah. Nah. no, uh, I, Honestly, I think I, it's just like
1: the the main a hole of the movie. And
3: well, Jumbo no, and I don't, fighting. I don't. I think a lot of it might be just training. Uh, oh, training it montages.
1: Could. It could. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's silly. Um. Yeah.
3: But also, I kind of would have liked it to have been more of a, um more of a story about. Oh, we're at peace now. We don't need the Jaeger program. Uh, and then they have to get like the Jaegers out of mothballs to fight that looming kaiju threat. Well, I mean, yeah, because they they make it clear as like, oh, we've been preparing for another kaiju invasion. It's oh, yeah.
1: like Why, why well, would you? Well, after after the first one, you never know.
3: Also, I'm really worried that Rayleigh is dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they say that Charlie Hunnam died in the first one. Yeah. He did not. No. Nah. Uh, that that. But me. to be
1: honest, I don't need a lot of those characters from the first one. That's true.
3: We're getting honestly. Honestly, we're getting Ma- we're getting the three I want. We're which getting... is which is the two
2: the two scientists
3: and Mako. Uh, Charlie exactly.
2: Day, The other guy and Mako Mori. Yeah. Yes. The
3: only Literally just two. said that. Okay. Uh, Sparks, what did you say? What do you what do you got? What do you got for us?
0: Uh, it's giant robots killing monsters. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just as into seeing it as I was the first one. Hell yeah! It's it's. Hey, cool popcorn flick! Yay!
3: (laughs) That first one is honestly one of my favorite movies of all time. I love
0: Pacific Rim. I I trailer looked cool. It it doesn't give me any indication on if it'll improve on the fly had
1: with the first film. So which was
0: no story structure. Story structure. Just there wasn't
1: enough in it. Yeah. I like those punches though. They got a robot. He's got a punch. He's got like a rocket arm to make him go punch harder. No, I mean it's a
0: it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. But this time around, I wanted to have more going on than just visually being entertaining.
1: Uh, with, uh, with the Daredevil guy behind it. Steven The Night. Yeah. He did um, not
3: write the script. He is only directing the film. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yes. All
1: right. He's All right. not, he's not much of a writer. No. Um, well, we'll see if he can handle from a, a $1 million TV budget to a $200 million action budget. Woo! He does, he does awesome action stuff. So yeah, I'm excited but to see what the action scenes will be like. This is his
3: directorial debut. He didn't go from directing TV to directing a movie. He went from writing a TV show to directing a movie. Yeah. So, right.
0: So, we'll but he's, those. but he's been, but he's been attached for action scenes that he's constructed, even though he didn't necessarily direct them. He's been attached for the action scenes starting from Spartacus.
4: Yeah,
3: oh, moving yeah, up you're too.
0: Right. And Spartacus had some of the greatest action sheen- action scenes on TV in a long time. Right, that so. sounds mad sexy.
3: Uh, we're running a little long, so let's get uh, to the if you know what I mean. Dessert. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a dessert. Justice League. Oh, oh. yeah.
1: Uh, it looks it looks like the same movie, with the same trailers. We've well, been thinking again I'm, and again. It just uh, looks brighter.
3: I will say, I will say my my only comment, which is positive. They fixed the color palette. It I looks know. like you a more saying natural you, you, color you were saying palette.
1: You like this trailer, buddy? Uh, don't you be lying to
3: me. I, I I like this trailer about as much as I've liked the other ones. Which is little? Yeah. Hey, look! It's got the right color palette. It's got a more natural color palette. That's that's it, an improvement. My my biggest problem with the trailer is at the beginning of the trailer, being the dream sequence with with Lois and Clark. Yeah. Um, the adventure of Lois and Clark.
1: Oh, uh, Dean Kane. I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> uh,
3: makes no sense. Like that, like not as like context of story, but like context of trailer that, that, that moment has no bearing in the trailer. It does nothing to improve the trailer. It does. It just kind of exists in an action trailer that just started by this moment that Lois Lane never appears again. Superman never appears again. It's just that moment exists for whatever reason. And
1: it it really, like, besides the lowest lowest part, it feels like the exact same trailer. Like, we saw all the same action scenes, but from different angles. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, is this just going to be a long action movie? Uh, I don't Whatever. Like, we saw
2: Cyborg throw Aquaman. I thought that was pretty tight. Yeah, but then we saw it again, just a different version. Yeah, it's true but you're you're right Brandon. my problem with this trailer is the dream sequence with with uh Clark and Lois in the beginning cuz I'm thinking like wait are they actually going to like show us Clark or are we actually going to see him we know he's going to be in the movie we see his uh he has toys we know he's going to be in the movie just and then they're like oh it's, it was a dream and then um, ever since the death of Superman, you hear a radio or a news reel saying it's like, "Hey, ever since Superman died, crime and terrorism have been on the rise." blah
3: Get to the point. It has nothing to do
2: with the yeah. Has jack, the rest of the it trailer? It does jack shit with the rest of the trailer.
1: Yeah. I I want to be positive. I, I want to be positive know, but too, it's but it's hard. so far yeah, you try. You, try you always try. Jack <laughs> shit. Um, I think. I'll be positive. I think uh uh what's his name? Lysengard L- L- Lipsentine What's his name? Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. I think Steppenwolf looks Lisingard? cool. Lysengard? Yeah, I'm just thinking up words. I think Steppenwolf like he has a cool Doomhammer, like smashed into the ground and creates like lava. I thought that was an
3: axe. It's something. Whatever. It Whatever. looks cool. He's a great thing. So He's a great CGI. We thing. see
1: how they create uh parademons. Like they they don't like take them to like a factory on Apocalypse. They can just do it on the spot. So that's a cool way to show like the threat is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can instantly make it bad guys. So I think that's a cool little touch. That's about it. I would like them to not be gray.
3: Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, comic books are known for their color.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, to be fair like when that when that trailer starts, you're like, "Wow, there's blue. Wow, there's a real <laughs> sky here. It's not storming."
3: Sparks. Let's get your final comments and we'll Oh, we'll he move loved on it so our, much. Uh, main topic of the day.
1: Yeah,
0: why why put Lois Lane at the top of a trailer when we haven't seen her in any of the marketing for this movie, and that's the only moment you're going to show her, and then it adds nothing to the trailer? Like, why even t- do that?
1: Yeah, to show I, don't, I don't. There's going to be hard to show. To
0: show, hey guys, Henry Cavill did film something, but don't worry, it's a dream sequence. Um, Lame. I sent you guys the final trailer for Avengers after we were talking about and it, I and I did it. that, <laughs> and I did that because. Something that stood out to me is that what I think the Justice League marketing has been missing and what I imagine the film is missing is actual arcs for the characters. I don't actually think there's a real story in this movie for the characters. Like, yes, there's an invasion and they're trying to stop it. I actually think there's nothing more than that, to be honest with you. I think it is that shallow. And you look at the Avengers trailer and it's got... Tony doesn't play well with others. He's going to have to overcome that. How's he going to overcome that? Oh, because he's having fights with Thor. So that's going to be a thing. There's an arc in there. You know, uh, you see Black Widow and Banner's arc kind of teased. You see Captain America having to adjust to the real world tease. Like, all those things are not present in that trailer. And it's like, you know, all these characters have to kind of figure it out and work together. And the Justice League trailer, every single bit of marketing has just been, bad guys coming. We stop bad guys. Bad guys go bye bye. Big boom. Aquaman make frat boy joke.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know what's crazy is like I've the more I see of this cool like like woo I'm a crazy cool Aquaman I'm just like if you're just like always like that I'm like uh, that's like, that's cool I guess but like woo yeah it's awesome all right I'm like oh, okay like all right Channing Tatum I yeah circle. I don't know man. Like the more I see of it, I'm just like, ah, oh, I kind of want just like a regular Aquaman now. Mm. But like, I'm obviously he's awesome. Like he's awesome in everything he does. But like, but ugh, I don't but know. Do you guys do you guys get what I mean? How no, it absolutely. feels like oh, there's yeah, an absence of like, can you actually tell me what's
0: gonna happen in this movie besides an invasion and Justice League stops it? Dude, what's is there the plot Anything of, happening? What's um, the plot of BVS
1: really? Like are, they, the fight is like two minutes of that movie. Like, what's the real part of that like movie? Like people are mourning like, the loss of Superman. Don't try. I, No, he's being rhetorical. It's just the plot is oh, bad guys coming. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. I want to be wrong.
2: I don't think you are, buddy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: well, let's get into our main topic of the episode—a uh, oh? movie that our podcast is going to be as long as
1: uh, at this point. This is, guys. This is like one of the times where a movie's like three hours long, and I'm like, give me another three hours of <laughs> I want to live in this world. All right. Well, not really.
3: Uh, full spoilers because it's uh, truthfully going to be very difficult to talk about this film without. There is literally
1: yeah. no way we could talk about Blade Runner 2049 because the first five minutes of the movie spoil something about the main characters, right. and I'm so, like, this is a change. So, if
3: you have not seen the movie yet, please press pause if you care. Uh, go see the movie and please, come
1: back. Please go support it. It's not doing too hot. Yeah. It's a really expensive rated R movie. <laughs>
3: so and, and please enjoy it. So uh, from now on, uh, we've given you ample time. Full spoilers. So let's get some initial thoughts. What do we think about this movie? Sparks, you first.
0: Okay. Okay. I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm first. I was not ready. Um, no one's ever ready. Trying to keep She's... you on your toes. Thanks, pal. Um... Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I I thought it was a really good movie. Um, God, I'm not ready for this. Okay, my initial thought... Uh, I'll just say this now. I wasn't going to say it here, but I'll say it now. Um, I think, having seen the film, they marketed it wrong. I'm going to do this to kind of comment on what Ryan just said about people need to go see this. Um, it... I know people who I showed the first Blade Runner movie to because they'd never seen it before they went and saw this. And when we sat down and watched Blade Runner, they were like, oh, this is like a thinky movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was an action movie. And I was like, why would you think it was an action movie? And they're like, well, the trailers for the new one look like an action movie. And I'm like, that's a problem. Because now having seen it, I'm like, that's a problem. That's not an action movie. And a lot of people, I think, are getting turned off by hearing it's not an action movie.
3: My, my mother, who is not the best, engaged uh, uh, you know, at a lot of things, but she said that most
1: of the people she knows who went to go see the movie have walked out. So,
3: Ryan, it, initial thoughts?
1: Uh, I've said it before, uh, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies, and I had the privilege and pleasure of watching it with you guys today. Yep. And uh, I I re- I think this is an incredible movie. Um I think it, I think it's a, a masterwork of of digital and practical and everything that first movie was but in modern times and it's it's every single it's one of the only movies where like every single scene is like a piece of art like every single scene is so meticulously detailed and it's so thought of and so well crafted it's 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 hard for me to think of negatives. Because, like, so some movies, like, some movies, people make movies, and they make it in a month, and they release it, and it makes a bunch of money. This is, like, one of the most well-crafted movies ever hey, made. Hey, we don't
3: talk bad about Blumhouse in this Oh, way. <laughs> they make
1: good movies mostly. Uh, this is one of the most well-crafted movies of all time, and, like, I appreciate it on a filmmaking level. Like, just, like, thinking about how this movie was made is, is insane, and, and I love it for so many reasons.
3: Mm-hmm. Ben? Ben?
1: That, wow. Just, I had and
3: you're relatively new to the Blade Runner world. Very. It's a thinking one. Very new. You're, it's a
4: thinker. It,
2: oh, it most certainly was. Especially at the, at the end of Blade Runner when that bird flew out. My first thought was a random ass bird. And then Ryan had to say, that's his life flying away. I'm thinking... Yeah,
3: I'm surprised you didn't catch that, <laughs> honestly. It's, it's yeah. kind of hammered in.
2: Yeah, I should have caught that. I don't know why. Beautiful and, dove flies away. Spoilers
3: mm-hmm. for the first Blade Runner also, I
2: guess. That's, what, 30 years old? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. 35, yeah. 35, yeah. But... I actually really, I'm really happy that I saw Blade Runner before I went and saw 2049. Oh, we would I did, not have let you. Because if I didn't see Blade Runner and I watched in 2049, I probably would have been like, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was all right. But now that I've seen Blade Runner and I know what's going on and I know what's happening or what has has happened, it makes it all the more better. And I really enjoy the visuals, the sound, of the synthesizer, everything, up and Thanks, Hans. Yeah, and actually, I found to follow the story a little bit better in twenty forty nine than I did in the original one.
3: Uh, I want to comment. Uh, my finished thought. Uh, we're going to change it to. Uh, I think you can go into this movie without seeing the first one.
0: Probably could. It just helps I, I think a lot. you absolutely it... can. Um, I think. I think they leave all the clues. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's all there. You know. You know everything. You get the. You get the text in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's all there um but it this film certainly feels as a natural extension to the first film and we you know we've talked about the best sequels are always films that feel like they they add to the original they they, they progress the story of the original um and very few films that have sequels so far so far down the line have done that and this is uh definitely a treat
1: to watch can we, what's a, what's a sequel that came out 30 years later that's as good or better than that original movie?
3: Oh man. Like I, I'm
1: like this, I think this movie's like, I don't know if I like it more. Like I need to see it again, but like the things that he tries to do in this movie, like I can see Ridley Scott doing 35 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I think this movie is going to be remembered just as much.
3: I can't think of anything on the, on the, on the, on the fly like that, but, yeah. um, so I won't, I won't make the claim that there is one. Yeah. Um,
0: Superman Returns. Oh boy.
2: (laughs) You said Seagull that's as good or better than the original? Yeah. Honestly, I think Force Awakens is better than New Hope. Ooh.
1: That's, I can, you know what? I could see, I could, I could, we could talk about that later. Sure.
3: The comments of Ben Magnan are not those represented <laughs> by a yeah. Fake Nerd Podcast. Right. I still love New Hope. No, yeah,
1: I still love. Before I get yelled at, again,
0: no. I still love New Hope. I just think Force Wiggins is a little bit. Yo, better.
3: I just, I just on Twitter. Today oh yeah, you're the... exclaimed. I was a
0: prequelist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein.
1: All right. Can we have like that's a like near, a seventy that's year limitation? thirty years please? later. <laughs> uh,
3: very few films. Uh, there are very few films like this movie. Uh, this is definitely a thinking man sci They don't sci-fi. make them like this anymore. No, don't. no they really don't.
0: Tron Legacy. Oh, oh, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, that. There you go. Okay. God. Tron Legacy. I gotta go.
2: <laughs> I
3: truly believe Tron Legacy is
2: better than Tron. Oh, yeah. I know you do. By so far. So far. We'll talk about that one later. Um, I still need to watch Tron and see if I can fully totally <laughs> comprehend what's going on in have that Have you movie. never seen Tron? No, I have seen Tron. Um, it's just really hard for me to comprehend it. Like Blade um, Runner. It's very, very simple
0: sorry i i th- i threw it off i threw it off. no i like
3: okay. it no it's no hilarious. no no so no, I, so back to blade runner so i i feel like this film Denis Villeneuve uh truly made a masterful stroke here he you know what i won't say it's better than the original i don't I, I don't know uh at this point i can't really tell yeah but it is certainly as good uh i will say that i do believe this film is as good as the original uh every shot it's a slow burn. Look, just, you know... Dude,
1: it's two hours and 45 minutes. It is, it yeah. is a
3: slow burn. It takes its time, but nothing is wasted. Uh-huh. And he, he will linger on actors' performances. Like, when the when the girl is looking at the memory, um, you know, of, of Ryan Gosling's memory, mm-hmm. and he, uh, we just linger on her face, and she started crying, and we get her performance there, and it's a great performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot, essentially, is Ryan Gosling plays a Blade Runner, who is a
1: replicant? Yeah, that that, was, dude, that, that threw was... me off immediately. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know. Like, going into this movie, nobody knew what it was about. It's because the story is a spoiler. Yeah, mm-hmm. like your main character is a replicant, and that, that throws my entire base of what I thought this movie was about. The
3: story yeah. is that Ryan Gosling is a replicant who is also a Blade Runner, and he and he first encounters Dave Bautista's uh, replicant, uh, and he hid something underneath the ground in his where he was a farmer. Where he was a farmer. And it was the bones uh, we find out later of um, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel from the first film,
1: and we don't find this out for a while. Like that's the mystery of like what's mm-hmm. going on with this body. And
3: we find out when he goes to Wallace to Wallace's corporation. But yeah, it, it is it is a couple minutes uh, after we find that box, and uh, we find out that she gave birth. To a child, a
1: robot, a replicant, a it's replicant. Like, or like a cyborg. But yeah. she
3: pro- she re- reproduced a replicant, yeah, yeah. and so clearly we're now we now know it's Deckard's child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow this is Deckard's child, and so that kind of leads to um not not to they're not trying to find Deckard initially. They're trying to find the chi- they're trying to find the yeah. kid, who the yeah. kid is.
2: Yeah, yeah, because the humans are like all freaked out, thinking it's like no, we this needs to. We need to sweep this under the rug. It's basically
1: like the end of them. Like if yeah. robots can reproduce, then like we're the bottom of the food chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Tyrell
3: Corps, uh, this was like the last thing the Tyrell Corps did was was put this in there. And Wallace wants to find out how, and that kinda of, is how Jared Leto gets involved. Yeah. Sparks comments. Do you have anything?
0: Yeah. Um I thought that the way that they brought Deckard in was genius because Harrison Ford's character didn't need to be a big part of the movie.
3: No, and he, he and wasn't. wasn't
0: wasn't yeah. He doesn't. Show he wasn't. Up. He wasn't the MacGuffin. No. and I appreciated that. Yeah.
3: He doesn't show up for an hour and a half. Yeah, maybe more into I the think film. Two hours more. He show up. More. More. Because I remember looking at my watch and I and I adjusted for previews and mm-hmm. I, I saw it was about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is. Truly excellent. How little he's in this film, and when he's in this film, it's kind of soft spoken. It's not. It's not like, oh, here's Harrison Ford.
1: I think he's really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think he's better than he, he was seems, in Force Awakens. He,
0: he actually seems more like old version of Deckard, yeah, mm-hmm. rather than Harrison Ford kind of stepping into one of his iconic roles, but still kind of being Harrison Ford. Yeah.
1: Yes. I could actually
0: still kind of see Deckard in this.
1: Absolutely. Like, like and the best thing he's like to protect your kid. Like I got to get away from him. I got to be a stranger and I'm a pretty cold hearted person. So it's easier for me to do that. Yeah. And like, that's how I show my love is by not being there because that would kill her. <laughs>
3: you know, one of the things while we're on Deckard, I want to touch on one of the things I like about this movie a lot is that uh, they don't answer the question. Is Deckard a replicant? Nope.
1: No. And it's awesome. Because
0: they perfectly, I they perfectly ask the questions and clue you in.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but they
0: don't tell you the answer.
1: Yeah, like when when that was uh, a big thing for me when Deckard's talking to uh, Jared Leto uh, Wallace, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, "Uh, "You yo, you fell in love with with this girl, right? How do you how do you know you weren't programmed to do that as soon as she walked in?" Yeah, and I'm just like, "God damn this movie!" When when he's
0: when he's just sitting there and he's like, "Yes, no," and it's basically yes, replicant, no, replicant, and he's Harrison Ford's just taking it in, and he's like. I know what's real, and yeah. I thought that was perfect.
1: And that's the thing with Replicants is, like, it's all real to them. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, I guess it doesn't really matter because that's the whole point of the movie is, like, people are people. Mm-hmm. But there's a line at the beginning of the movie where uh, Robin Wright, the-, the police captain, she's like, you know, you're doing all right uh, without it. Like, what? A soul. Yeah, And like, oh. as a robot, I don't know if he actually feels that, but like, you shouldn't be saying that because it's a person in front of you. It's like Ryan
3: Gosling, oh, man.
1: Uh, Ryan Gosling
3: is told to kill the child yeah. mm-hmm. that was born 30 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, Deckard's child essentially. And, and uh, because it needs to happen. Yeah. So he says, um, I've just never killed anybody who was born. What, what makes that so different? Well, I just always figured anyone who was born had a soul. Yeah. And that's and, that's, where that and it's it's like
1: a, it's really Westworldy and like they they didn't really bring it up that much in the first movie, but that's the whole point of it is like ro- like these people are are robots, but they're people. Yeah. Uh, and talking about souls and humanity and like having like love. Right. And it's, I, it's, it's super deep, like like tragic stuff.
0: That that's one of the reasons why I think I might actually like this movie more than Blade Runner. It's just because it it asks and presents all the clues of the bigger questions that the first one wanted to step towards. Yeah. Because the first one, you know, the the Blade Runner's based off of um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And uh, the the basic premise concept in that is uh, artificial intelligence growing so far that it doesn't even... It's incapable of recognizing itself as artificial intelligence, yeah. which is one of the strongest reasons for like the debate that Decker must be a replicant because he is a person who can't recognize it yeah. in himself. Um, and this film, I felt much more captured all those ideas. So, I mean, hey, guys, wasn't it great to have a good Ghost in the Shell film this year?
1: <laughs> Dude, that was. I was seriously thinking that when I left the theater. I was like, oh, man, oh, man, yeah. I didn't even <sighs>
2: see Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I
1: I, uh, I watched it on, on the flight to Mississippi. I'm sorry. I just completely forgot to talk about it because I didn't care about it. Yeah. So
3: uh, it's it rains a lot in L.A. Apparently in in the twenty. Yeah. in, what the, is... in the in the yo in man? The... It's
1: dark and gloomy, and they got that smog. It's like acid rain. It's like rain and ash. Like yeah. What is with all rain in, Al- in, uh, in L.A. I man, it was snowing in
3: one scene. I was like, is that uh, it's is not real? Still? It's not snow. Um, it's not snow,
2: I don't
1: know. guys. Yeah. But uh, the,
2: just the look, the way this movie looks, is breathtaking. He
3: he didn't even knew accurately captured the 80s sensibility of what we thought sci-fi was going to be. Oh, what yeah. we thought the future was going to look like. He made,
1: he he went 30 years into a fake future. Yeah. yeah. And like, it makes sense. Like Los Angeles was just built up and you could see all the the uh, the sign, the light up signs in between the alleyways and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, man, that's kind of how LA, LA is now, but without not as bad, obviously. Hey, did no. you catch the Pan Am Tower? Oh, it's yeah. still there? Oh, yeah, there's, uh, there's Atari, Pan, Pan oh, Am. Oh, I, I was freaking out when I saw the Atari yeah. Tower. I was like,
2: Atari's still alive in this yeah. universe. Yay. <laughs> yeah, them, right? Uh, Yeah, you, you definitely get to see a lot of, like,
3: you know, we were talking about this when we were watching the first one. The one thing that a lot of people in the 80s didn't think we'd have are cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. We still it, don't. Yeah. It's, it's a weird feature. And so this one, is it's a world where cell phones were never we have, invented.
1: We have robots that are human, but we don't have phones to take with us. Yeah. That's just a funny world. We I love it. Have... I love all the
3: technology no. noises that they make, all the lenses, all the, the, the enhancing. You the, know, so cool. one of
1: my
2: favorite characters in this movie was Joy.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, she's so heartbreaking. That um. Oh my hologram.
2: Um, His like, hologram girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. So I, it's weird because it kind of reminds me of this uh, one, th- of this uh um this one thing that there's one item in Japan where it is a hologram, like you're a hologram girlfriend. That <laughs> people, yeah, well, yeah, because um Japan has this huge problem of um, people not beginning in relationships because they're so ingrained in their work yeah. and they don't go out to try and get into a relationship. <laughs> and the way someone. They built a hologram girlfriend, which was like this. But this, the way that her character was—who who was that actress? I mean, my God, she did. She's
1: a... she's actually blowing up right now. Like there was, I read an article recently. Where, like she's been in a bunch of movies recently as like these small supporting characters, but like yeah. she's super strong.
2: But that just joy being an artificial intelligence, but actually not being. An, it, I forgot that she was. She wasn't real. That she was just a hologram. But the way she looks at spoilers, the way she like looks at um K. Or Joe Right before she dies Don't is, call
3: him Joe I hate that no, She call,
2: <laughs> she looks at Kay Ryan Gosling's character And says I love you Right before her um Her like Magic stick Or Basically
1: like her her Like her iPad Emulator yeah, That's what it was It
2: was an emulator yeah. Her emulator gets destroyed And she goes with it It was like I felt heartbroken But she
3: got to say I love you Which I
2: appreciate
1: And the thing I is love. like uh, the thing with like AIs is like, does she actually love him? Mm-hmm. But he, it doesn't matter because he believes it. Yeah, and it's that thing. And I was talking to you guys in the car. There's a scene where where this AI, <laughs> she, he she buys a prostitute uh-huh. so she can encompass the body while they're banging, so it feels like they're together, uh-huh. and that's so weirdly romantic. And it's so, and when it's happening in the movie, like she's like, "All right, I got to sync with you." So when the prostitute moves, she moves, and it's visually stunning and it's striking, and it's like it's like not a gross scene at all. It's like it's beautiful, it's tasteful, and I'm like, this is like some of the coolest visuals I've ever seen, man. No, you know, I remember watching uh, that scene, thinking, "This is weird, but this is good weird." It's It's it, I found it really sweet. Yeah,
3: yeah the, the when uh, when we when we think that so you know progressing into the plot, um, we start to believe that. Um, Ryan Gosling is deckard's son, yeah. oh yeah, Deckard's child this yep. is the child that that was born.
1: I was like, wow, what a weird coincidence, <laughs> yeah,
3: and so we so we start uh we we start kind of going through the mystery of is he what is and so like uh joy says, you have a soul. I always thought you you need a name, people who have a soul need a name I he calls her special he calls he calls him Joe, and I'm just like he he doesn't look like a Joe, please stop calling him that <laughs> um. That was my one, my, my biggest pet peeve. Was like, oh, but Joe, I, no, stop.
0: I really like the payoff of it, though, because of when he sees the marketing version of her and she says, You look like a nice Joe, oh, like yeah, an yeah, average yeah. Joe. And the yeah. payoff of that, where it's like there's that dissonance of where in the programming di- was it sincere? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what. And I really like that. Yeah. Um,
3: so, uh, while we're, we're, we're on the f- subject,
0: oh, so go ahead. No, no, go, no, no, no. like go, While we're on the subject of that character, I I want to pose a question that I've thought a lot about because I'm a nerd. Um, what? Why do you guys think they chose Peter and the Wolf as the sound that her instrument makes?
1: That's good. I don't know, and it kept coming up. And uh, do you, I don't. I like have telling. a theory.
0: I okay. have a theory. I think it's about the duck from Peter and the Wolf because the duck when he meets. Uh, the other animals asks, um, what, uh, because he meets the other bird and he says, um, the birds and the other animals ask him, what kind of a a bird are you if you can't fly? Um, what kind of a bird are you if you can't swim? Okay. And I think it's meant to be a, what kind of a thing are you if you can't be real?
1: And you know, that's why, that's why I love I like this movie because, like Blade Runner, you can't you're you're gonna have to watch it again to really figure this stuff out, and it's gonna take multiple viewings to process and like every little subtle thing and like the moving of a camera, the moving of an ashtray to show a symbol. and I was like, I didn't catch it fast enough. I need to see it again.
0: Every time that little bit of instrument came up, I'm like, why, why did they choose Peter and the Wolf? Yeah. There's a reason they chose Peter I and the Wolf. I would never have caught that. I yeah. didn't catch yeah. that at all. I, I thought it was just yeah. some random orchestra the, thingy. No, the, the very opening, that orchestra bit, is the very opening of Peter's theme from Peter and the Wolf. The oh, dun, 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 catch, dun 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 Now,
3: so what's Peter and the Wolf?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what that is. You have no You've never no heard Peter? We are going to have to talk about this off-podcast. Okay. <laughs>
3: um one for once ben and i are 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 similarly ignorant <laughs> yep okay um yeah so so we we follow we follow uh ryan gosling trying to figure out and i think the biggest difference this film has between the last one is that this one is first and foremost a sci-fi film whereas the the original one is a noir film first and foremost and then a sci-fi film this one is a noir film but it, it's sci-fi first noir second yeah uh the first one's and i Liked that they... Look, they didn't try to make the same movie. No. no. And I I think... But they also tried to make a movie that expanded on the themes. And like, Denis Villeneuve got it. He gets what... What uh, Ghost Rider, Jesus. What Blade (laughs) Runner is about. Yeah. and, And built a story about those themes set in that world. Much like Soldier. We're not gonna talk about Soldier. <laughs> I already got. I, I had.
1: a I have had a bad day because of Soldier. This fake ass, fake Blade Runner knockoff. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to throw that one in. There. There's a bad movie from the '90s that Paul W.S. Anderson directed. That's that's a sidequel to Blade Runner, but no, I won't allow it. So, guys, let me tell you: when Rachel walked into that room, oh yeah, so we get to see a replicated
3: that, a replicant Rachel again.
1: Is that not the best? Use of facial CGI that we've seen so far. Yeah, Man, I, I th- could not tell. It was indistinguishable. It was not a Tarkin at all. It wasn't a Leia. Like I, that was a person. Yeah, That was on. Un- was unbelievable, dude.
3: I thought I, I. kept trying to look for the flaws. Yeah, I was too. I'm like the makeup. Uh, it was flawless.
2: She looked just like her.
3: I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that she didn't talk a whole lot. Yeah, Probably. yeah, totally. Don't
2: yeah, talk. she
0: doesn't. She doesn't have a lot of movement either. Yeah,
1: it still looked really good. Yeah. She looked really good. Don't you love me? Like, oh my then, god, my uh, heart, dude. And then my
3: when he's like, her eyes were green.
1: That's so good. And then yeah. they just shoot her. That was yeah. also really hurtful.
3: What do we think of uh, of um, the... I don't know Let's her name. Let's call her an antagonist. Did she have love. L- oh, Love. Right, that's right. What do we think of the antagonist of the film? I like her. Who is
1: not Wallace. It's really Love. Yeah, well, she. she, well, she it's an extension of Wallace because she speaks yeah. for Wallace because he's right. a blind dude. <laughs> but, he's, but she's oh, the was one. was he blind? Yeah, that's why he uses those robots to see. Okay. Yeah.
3: Really?
2: Literally shining eyes?
1: Did you not see like he had all he had all those cool yeah, cameras yeah, and yeah, stuff? I yeah,
2: yeah, I saw, I saw. Did you watch the movie? I did. All right. <laughs> um, I was just, I just thought that he was like a former replicant or something because you know how in the
3: actually when he was first cast, we all, everyone thought he was gonna be
2: yeah because like remember how it, in the, the original Blade Runner the replicants they had the red eyes yeah which I was really hoping to see in this. All one, right, that's fair. Did. I'll
3: give you that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll yeah, I wanted to see the red the red shining eyes. They
0: they uh, they
1: fixed that imperfection.
0: Uh, like, there's. Just there is a there is a single shot somewhere in there where there was a glint off of his eyes <gasps> really yeah Damn and it. they 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 sell it off by it seeming like it could be the reflection in his eyes off of advertising yeah but at the same time it's it's oddly specific in those irises like it's it. a moment it's like a it. moment
3: that's cool yeah this film is a, like i said this film is a slow burn every mm-hmm. but there is no wasted moment no not one Everything everything is is purposeful. Everything is is on screen for a reason. And I think that's where the director's cut of the the first Blade Runner cut, sorry, the um the theatrical cut of Blade Runner f- fails uh, is that because Ridley Scott had to butcher what he wanted to do. You know, there's a terrible narration. Yeah. Uh, that they butchered on purpose. Yeah. Um you get the, a lot of the
1: outtakes of that man are hilarious They're on YouTube. You should check that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Um is that that you know, this Scott, also, you see it in the final cut, every shot in there is there for a reason. Oh, uh, real quick, Edward James Olmos is back in this one, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. He's uh, also in the prequel stuff
1: a little bit, as we, using we, the
3: voice. We did not get to see the prequel stuff, That's a shame. Uh, unfortunately. Um, but you, it's good stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that animated, that blackout thing is, like, incredible, dude. It's incredible. Uh, they
3: mentioned the blackout a lot in this one. That's so
1: cool. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah, so
3: yeah, uh, this is a hard, this is a hard film to talk about. It it's, it's, a, it's a thinker, it really is. Yeah. Like
1: you, you, you guys need to see it. Uh, I really like the 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 fake out of him not being the kid. Yeah, so do I. So he he goes and he meets up with like these these like who are they? Replicants repl- Replic- with well, the replicants, but like they're they want to take over the world basically. Underground replicants. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: essentially, the replicants who they found out that a, a replicant and a possibly other and non other repl- they well, figured as far out that replicants like, uh, could possibly give birth.
3: As far as they know. Deckard Uh, Deckard is a replicant. But Deckard... The audience isn't supposed to know, even Mm -hmm. though Ridley Scott
2: keeps saying he is.
1: It's basically (laughs) this underground, like, we want to take over the world. Well, at
2: least they don't want to... They just want to be un-enslaved or whatever. Yeah, Sparks, you got a thing? Well,
0: just... um, Ridley Scott... His opinion has always been that Deckard's a replicant, but he wanted to leave it ambiguous to the audience. Yes, He wanted to leave it in a place where the audience could debate about it, and I'm really glad that this movie continued that tradition, that they didn't give an answer to that question, but I feel like they left all the pieces. My my personal opinion is that Deckard is a replicant. It makes sense to me in the story. It makes sense to me based on the source material, but I like the idea that he's a he is a replicant who was built to not recognize that he was a replicant, and it does, in a way... Uh, I always had that opinion before this movie came out. The scene with Jared Leto's character kind of solidifies it for me that that is probably the case because that he might have been designed purely to fall in love with Rachel. Yeah, long con, which adds which adds such a great twist to it. But I I love the because it's just more of the battle of you know what is humanity, what is artificial intelligence, where's the line? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I like the how they don't give us a straight answer either. I really enjoy that. Uh, going back to. Uh, uh, when he meets up with these underground people and he's still convinced that he's like the one mm-hmm. and then he's
3: Deckard's son
1: he that he's Deckard's son right and then like the leader of this thing it's like yeah uh, uh we got a daughter like we we got his daughter and he's like what do you mean a daughter it was a, it was like a boy right he's like no i got a daughter oh honey did you think you were his son oh you're sweetheart everyone thinks it is no you're just a regular kid and no, like, i lo- i loved that no, because I do, she i love it too like,
0: mm-hmm. the, the 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 line just we all we, think all, we, we all were. think we and we're i'm special. like that's yeah we all think that and i'm like ah that's so
1: that's why i agree there's with you. I, so much in it i think i like this one more because it does when you use the word like soul and humanity like to me like it, it's it like speaks volumes like yeah I like that, yeah it's it's almost like
0: it's almost like now blade runner is a backstory and prologue and prequel to the heart of the story that this movie provides yeah mm-hmm.
1: absolutely yeah yeah
3: yeah, I think um, so. It's revealed that yes, Deckard has a daughter, and then it's revealed who. Yeah, and I... it's a character we only saw in one scene. Yeah, and I want to talk about that's a little ballsy. Yeah. Very ballsy. I uh... not a character we've spent time with. Not a character we've we followed. It's one character we've seen one scene.
1: And I think that's important because that means that they hit they they hid the daughter so well. They hit her in in plain sight where she actually works for the bad guy, mm-hmm. like that, like. Kate. You know what? that's it yeah they, she, she, she works for the they, bad guy like he'll never look he'll never see her
0: they left you all the clues and put it right in front of your face Yeah, and and i was, thought that was really good and also it, it kind of makes sense because she
2: said that she has um a very bad immune system right so she can't go outside mm-hmm. exactly it kind of makes sense so what what kind of immune system do replicants have do they get sick do they not get sick or
3: does she not have a bad immune system and she's just there to be protected?
0: Yeah. It's a... Either or. Yeah. You, we don't know. Yeah, okay. but uh, so, more questions. Yeah, yeah more no questions. No answers, which is so good. Uh, the scene where the hologram and the replicant become the same person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that, he was talking about that That's earlier. what I was talking about. Like the. That, see, the I, what a... I thought it was beautiful, dude, and like like the, the, the visuals of it. It was like it was kind of like Chronicles of Riddick, where like they they, they has like the verse powers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, like uh, like, yeah. like fading. Like what's the word? Like uh, like phantom phantom hands. It's like uh, like a projection. It looks. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, man. It was awesome.
0: They they visually captured that and the meaning of it so well. And what I loved the twist. My favorite twist, probably in the movie, was the fact that her thing she put in his jacket wasn't for the bad guys, it was for that underground group of replicants. Yeah. yeah. Because you think she's working with the bad guys, and then all of a sudden the bad guys can't seem to figure out where he is for a while. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, but she totally put something in his jacket. I was waiting for that to come up. That was why, because she's part of the underground. So, I, mean, I thought that was such a great yeah. twist on that. Nothing the subversions
1: on, like everything. Nothing mm-hmm. wasted. Yeah, man. I um, really, I don't, I, I like to see Marvel movies more than one time in theaters, uh, and that's about it. Uh, I I really want to see this again in theaters, and like it's three hours long, but like I I was telling you, I go to the movies to get invested. Don't give me an eighty minute movie, so I'm in and out. Um, I want to be invested. I want to sit there and enjoy this. And this is like well, this is like a short TV show. Yeah, here's I'm the, the
3: here's the thing though. Um, I'll 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 agree with you, but I'll also contest because mm-hmm. I think that there is something to be said for a story mm-hmm. you have as much time you want to tell the story if you have any minutes to tell, if you want to tell a story in 80 minutes you do, you do oh, it. oh no i i agree but if you if you have a, see this is the this is dark tower versus yeah. uh something else that we didn't like dark
1: tower needed a
0: 245
3: dark tower needed Tar- dark
0: tower needed this yeah. length of a this film this
3: length this movie needed this length i don't i i honestly uh, i've said this before on 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 the, on the show that you uh, know, Kingsman or Mummy or Transformers, especially Transformers. Uh, that was the one. Transformers didn't deserve, deserve two hours, and ha- two yeah. and a half hours. No, um, did Um, Shave off some time, make it a little bit more brisk, you know. But this f- film, no. You can't remove anything.
1: I can't even imagine if this movie was like an hour 45. You remove one like,
3: thing, the whole film falls dude,
4: apart.
1: The first, like like... Nothing really happens for like an hour. And most movies are in their third act by now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a slow burn and I can tell like your mom had people like maybe they they just don't have time to sit in a three hour long movie. Like, yeah. give me the action, baby. Give me the action.
3: Right. This is, yeah, this is I, a film that needed this one time. Yeah.
0: This is a film like when uh Batman v Superman came out and they're like, people who don't like it just aren't smart enough to get it and it's like, no no no. Don't. Blade Runner 2049 is the movie that if go. people aren't liking it, they're not paying enough attention exactly. and they're not giving it the time to think about it. You have to be willing to think about you it. Have, you've
3: made me re-angry about Batman v Superman. <laughs> <Yeah. apologist. laughs> Man, I forgot about that argument. You're just too stupid not to like Batman v no. Superman. No, screw you. You're too yeah, stupid yeah, to like it. This podcast was born
1: from this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Something I actually really, really like about Blade Runner 2049 is that it is a slow burn. It is a science fiction film, but at the same time, I get that it's also a really nice art film but it's an art film I enjoy it's like the most
0: expensive art movie yeah. ever made
2: and you guys know that I freaking hate art films with yeah. a dying passion
3: um what the oh more, you
2: do well like really hardcore art you films you should
3: you should you should give Christopher Nolan movies a, a, a try <laughs> okay
1: I love that <laughs> I love Inception no offense to Chris Nolan that's why movies way smarter than anything. here's Chris the thing
3: <laughs> you know Chris Nolan popularized the blockbuster art house film yes Yeah. Uh, and this film capitalizes on it
2: yes absolutely yeah, yeah. no but something about this slow burn, because even I'm sitting there going, "This is a slow burn," but I'm really enjoying this slow burn. I'm really enjoying like investing, to p- putting the pieces of the puzzle together myself. Like the scene where he goes finds the orphanage and he walks down, he finds the whore, something, and okay, that's his, that's him. He is Decker's yeah. kid, and then later it twists on. He like, goes, "Oh, is it the the doctor? Oh shit! Yeah.
3: Okay, I want to, I want to say so. The first, the first time that I started to have cracks in the idea, because the film was really good at like." this is Deckard's son. Mm-hmm. Like this is Deckard's son. Uh, the first time that I, I noticed I started to have a crack in that, that idea is when, uh, the prostitute, uh, is holding the horse and she's like, she rem- almost feels like she remembers it. And she says something about remembering, knowing what it is. And I, um, I mean, imme- I immediately started to think, wait, could she be Deckard's daughter? Could she be the daughter? Mm, oh yeah. um, because uh, she would be the 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 child in the picture and not and not Ryan Gosling, yeah. and that's kind of where I thought that was gonna go, and then it, it didn't. And I I am not, sh- not ashamed I, to admit that I was wrong.
1: No man, like I I had no idea at every turn. I was like, I thought I had this movie figured out. Oh, Ryan Gosling's a replicant. No, throwing it all out there yeah. like,
3: immediately from the beginning. Yes,
1: <laughs> and like Dave Bautista shows up, And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then like there's a big fight scene, and then he's like, oh, how do you how do you feel killing your own kind? I'm like, I was like this movie, dude, it's yeah, already the got me. Second Dave Bautista said that I'm thinking. Hold up, he's a Ryan. And David, is a, he's I was not good actor. Oh, good actor. Oh, yeah. I was
3: not convinced that Ryan Gosling was a replicant for about ten minutes. Because I'm like, yeah, no, they're just that's no, too cool. That's, that's yeah. weird. No, yeah, why would he be a Blade Runner? Um it was only until we saw him at the at the police precinct that I was like, okay, so yeah, I guess he's a replicant. Yeah, yeah Dave Batista was great in this. Yeah.
2: Oh I yeah. And also all the like the prejudice that uh um Brian Gosling gets throughout the movie. Yeah, man. skinhead, like skin they skin, say head, they yeah, skin job, Or they're like, Yeah, did a good job for a skin job. Oops, sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or like he ducks his way around a lot of the people in the police department because they're people and they don't like him. Um oh the uh he pointed at me, and my, my thought went away. Oh, man.
1: Go ahead. Not, not to, like, we're not, I don't want to like wrap it up immediately, but, like, are you guys cool with the ending? Just, like, just it just kind of ends? Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah. It kind of makes
2: you think, it was like, is he dead? Is he dying? Was he just enjoying his moments of life? You and know what? Then,
1: it, and it's the only time the actual Blade Runner, like, music plays. I would be
3: disappointed if it ended on any other note. Yeah. Because I think this ended this ended exactly the way it should have. Yeah, it needed to.
1: Yeah, it, it like right. Deckard met his daughter, and yeah. Gosling did his job. Yeah, like he found out what he needs to know. Like yeah, maybe he wasn't special, but you know he was special because he got a guy to his daughter, and that's yeah. that's special.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the new way that they test them for the baseline.
1: That's so cool. I loved that. That's that so, was so good. That got me tense. I was like, "That's." I can understand why that works. That
3: second time got me really tense because I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh no! Oh yeah. no! Oh yeah. no!"
1: Oh that that
2: baseline test the second time I'm thinking oh crap oh crap oh crap oh crap oh, crap Man,
1: every every character I, I like every character in this movie like I really like Jared Leto in this movie so do I like he's really cold and weird and I'm not sure if he's a robot or he's just a crazy ball uh ball guy crazy uh blind guy like I love his like six cameras that he has flying around as his eyeballs He straight yeah. up
2: murders his own replicant yeah. that just got born 3 seconds in it I'm was gonna, not perfect I'm going to I'm going to say we've been
3: really positive about this film are there any negatives
1: I'm I don't I don't have any. Like the only
2: negative I was gonna say is if we find out that if um K was really Deckard's kid, it's like negative
3: negatives within the context of the film. I'm not saying like what if negatives, negatives of the film. I no, I'm saying like, no I box.
2: can't think of any single one. I honestly can't. I might that's later, the but answer. I can't.
4: Yeah,
3: that's the answer though um, Sparks, do you do you got anything?
0: I don't think I do. I need I, re-watch. I I think I I think I'd need to rewatch it if I could find something. I I don't think it's a flawless film. I'll no. say that. I don't think it's a flawless film, but I'd be hard-pressed to tell you what the flaws are. Yeah. Right.
3: Um I will I will say that I I was not as sold as Jared, on Jared Leto as, as you guys were. Yeah. Um I thought he didn't really add a whole lot to the movie. Um and I feel like his character
1: he had as much role as as Tyrell did in that first movie. He yeah, was just yeah. the guy. who... Yeah. yeah,
3: and and that's that's fine. I'm not saying like again. I've said this before. If you remove any part of this movie, the movie falls apart. Yeah, and yeah. but and I, I I will still say that even saying I, I don't really like Jared Leto in this movie, so, uh, but he isn't uh, he is necessary to the structure of the film. I
1: just thought, I, yeah, you know, I I thought think. he
0: put in more to what was being said. Like I, honestly, what sold me is his scene with. With Harrison Ford yeah, because the way that he handles that is really well done um he put a lot of subtlety into it so I really liked it I love when he approaches him and the two cameras are the only thing you see in the dark it's almost like giant eyes yeah mm-hmm. approaching him I love that
3: well uh what do you guys say we get out of this final thoughts
1: I I, re- I really want to see it again because I, it's a lot to take in, and uh, if it was an hour less, I'd have less to take in. But I don't want that. I give me all of it at once, and and that sounded funny and weird. Uh, give me all of it at once, please. Uh, I I think it's awesome. I think this movie is is really smart. Uh, we like we said we don't get many of these movies. Like they're usually, no offense, they're pretty dumb most of the time. And this one, like it's not, it is somewhat of an action movie. It has good fight scenes in it. Uh, but it's a story of what what does it mean to be human, when yeah. you're not. Like I think it's I think you should see it if you like that More human than human. Yeah, rate it, rate it, fudge. I want like a nine five. Yeah. I want to see it again because like I really want to. I want to eat it up, man. I've seen Blade Runner like twenty times. Like I I'm not gonna see it twenty times in theaters, but.
2: Um, going back on when we were talking about movies, if this was better than the original, I think it is a little bit better than the original. Just for me, because I thought it was easier to follow the story and what was going on. It's but, more modern. It's, it's yeah. Like, yeah. But the, well, slow, okay, the wait, slow
3: burn. Hold on, I wanna I wanna posit the idea that perhaps you had a hard time following the movie because of the glare
2: on your TV. Possibly. It was super severe, and I was not say anything.
1: But I didn't possibly. see like half the movie. But possibly, I possibly yeah. Memorized.
2: No, well, luckily you're letting me borrow your DVD because because yeah. Fan wants to see it, so I'll be able to watch it again. But either way, just. This movie, Twenty Forty Nine, because I had a great view. You did, uh, and I dude. and I bunked your scene, and earlier. you were like,
3: "You can't, you can't watch them that way." Maybe like, we were
2: talking also because we were talking. I'm the with only each one who too. can see the movie. We were also talking amongst ourselves as well. Yeah, that's true. But um, going back to Twenty Forty Nine, just the slow burn of it all, just the way that you think you have it figured out, the way okay, you, you've just, said
3: slow burn fifteen times. Please slow burn, stop. Slow
2: burn. Slow burn. Slow burn. The way that you think you have this movie figured out and then it just turns on, its, ter- turns your conclusion on its own head and the payoff of it all. And it, it was a really, really nice movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad I was able to watch it. And yeah, would you say it's a slow burn? F you. I love you, but I get it.
4: Would you
0: say Stephen King's a fan of it? God damn it! Yeah. I beat swear going, to God! beat me by like five seconds. Man, oh if God. I could
5: high-five you, I so would. That's a good
2: callback. I I really That's freaking, my favorite. I really, really freaking hate it, that. Rate I, it. Eight. Okay. I need to see it again. Sparks.
0: That is the most I've ever cared about the death of a holographic AI program. Dude, right? I, I've never cared that much about, I, and I watched Cortana die. So you know, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: I thought one Cortana. I still died, cared I more here.
0: here. Um, uh, this, the acting, the writing, the visuals. This this was the movie that it needed to be. This was the movie I wanted it to be. It it combined with the first one. It is a perfect five hour story. Um. Man, I I enjoy the hell out of it. I love that it poses more questions than it answers about artificial intelligence.
3: But if I I may jump off of that, not in a way that says, oh, we just don't have an answer, but in a way that says, we want you to be thinking about this.
0: Right. I love that. And the other thing I love about it is a lot of AI stories, Ex Machina, Westworld, a lot of them are cautionary tales. Even Blade Runner, to an extent, feels like a cautionary tale. But this one doesn't it feels like there's a bit of an optimism to it yeah and i kind of appreciate that yeah um yeah i think it's great i really do um rate it nine nine point five i'd have to watch it again to really uh, i'm gonna say nine point five combined with the first one it's a it's a solid 10 yeah
3: yeah honestly what, what i i can't say much more than, than than you guys have um i truly felt this was uh a, a cinematic experience unlike the, um, uh, the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time and uh, mad expensive man yeah. Yeah. but it looks so good looks, the visuals are incredible um i've i thought i would never say this about a uh Uh, About a uh, Hans Zimmer score in a long
2: time, but this was pretty great. (laughs) That was really good, wasn't it? It's enough
1: like the original, but like like you were even saying like it even has more like an optimistic sound to it. Yeah, and like the way Sparks is explaining like yeah, it it works. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it was. uh, I would say nine five. Yeah, yeah.
0: I really hope it stops underperforming. Yeah, I, I hope that I hope it gets some better better spread attention, but I can understand. I I think that the biggest flaw of the film is the marketing. I do think it was marketed wrong. Yeah. I think there was too much of a focus on Harrison Ford, and I think there was too much of a focus on making it look like an
1: action movie. To to be fair, we kind of... Those trailers kind of gave away all, the, almost all the Harrison Ford there was. Well, Besides man, man. the the main Rachel, which, which I there. think,
0: which I think is a problem because I think a lot of people felt like he was going to be a big part of the. You yeah. look at the marketing alone; it looks like he's a big part of the film, and it looks like it's an action movie with him and Ryan Gosling, and that is not the movie you're going to get. Yeah.
2: But I can yeah. see why people, the marketing team, will want to do it because they were trying to bring the the old fans you gotta, of Blade
3: no, Runner in. You gotta... Uh, yeah. The old fans of Blade Runner will come to see this movie no matter what. They're all like 60.
0: Um, exactly. They, they should have... So, in this case, they should have teased Harrison Ford the way that Justice League has tried to tease Superman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I would say that. All right. Well, that'll do it for our, our Blade Runner review. Guys, um, let me just say real quick. I have two of my favorite properties that were never gonna get sequels have had sequels this year, and they were both fantastic. Twin Peaks and Blade Runner. Yep. So, like... The door for anything being remade and being good is open. Like I, I, Twin Peaks was dead, Blade Runner was dead. It's all back.
3: Well, Blade Runner was never supposed to have a sequel.
1: That's what I mean. It was yeah. dead. So like, um, it's 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 so it's so nice that, to have something you love like come back as strong, stronger than ever. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I was super skeptical this movie could come out good, and then it did, and I'm stunned. Let's go on to our book club, Ben. Stunned. Yeah.
2: yeah, my God, Sparks. What? Sparks, hey, guys, uh, I'm Sparks,
0: say? and I picked Beasts of Burden Animal Rights by Evan Dorkin, and uh, boom,
1: motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he didn't finish it, so it's only like one and a half. Oh, uh, he hiccuped. <laughs> he still has
2: to bleep it out. Nah, you're good. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Okay,
3: yo, right.
1: Sparks, this book was fantastic, man. Yeah,
3: I was... I didn't know what to expect, and you know, I, I was, I, I, couldn't put it down. The moment I started, I was like, I need. To I read keep it all. Going. I
2: started reading this at two in the morning. Yeah. And then I got to um, a certain scene, which we'll talk about later. And well, we can ca- talk about it now. Okay. I got to the full spoilers for Animal yeah, Rights. Yeah. Well, full beast spoilers of Burden. for Animal Rights. For uh, for Beast of Burden, I got to the story with Hazel. Like yeah. I was actually kind of nodding off a little bit when the, we had the witch cats and the and the Egyptian god uh, Sekhmet showed up and everything. Sure, I was sure. Rated like, like,
3: R. We got some boobs. Yeah. We got boobs. Yeah. yeah.
2: We got like a cat Egyptian cat god boobs. But yeah. Then we got to Hazel's story. It's everyone's thing, man. Which broke my effing heart. That hurt, and I'm like, no. The last page of that story broke my heart. I wanted to cry.
0: Yeah. That that is that is a. I for me the one that pulled me into the book hardcore uh, is the story just before that where the boy befriends Ace and becomes a werewolf. Oh,
1: oh man! Oh, That's that rough. one. That's so sad. That one.
2: That was good. Too. That was so good too. It's rough. It's rough. Oh. Oh, sorry,
3: I gotta go. We did not mean that pun. <laughs> oh man! All puns are meant. <laughs> uh,
2: so, yeah,
0: man, no. Just- um. I I love I love this book. I picked it up uh, because I had seen the cover art, and I was like, oh, this is cool, kind of like a comic book about but a pack of dogs. What's the plot? Oh, a neighborhood pack of dogs defend their na- their town from the supernatural. Well, that's pretty neat. <laughs> then I read it, and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah, man.
3: It, it, so it, it is, it's these it's the story about this pack of dogs and a cat. Mm-hmm. Orphan. Who, uh, orphan, uh, who's one of my favorite, uh,
2: favorite I yeah. love Orphan. Orphan's, orphan is... My two favorites are uh um are Ace the Husky mm-hmm. and Orphan.
3: When uh when nice Orphan goes down to get uh to get the, the witch cat. Oh and, then, yeah. uh, and they get a they, they get get a getaway cat with them. Getaway yep. cat Getaway Kid the, 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 the getaway kid, yeah. And then <laughs> and then uh they get they, they get up and it's like we all think, Oh, getaway kid's probably dead, oh no. There's a lot of death in this book. There yeah. is. Um and we so we're just kind of sitting there going like oh that's that's too bad and then getaway kid's like oh that's sweet yeah they thought
1: yeah, about he's,
2: me he's watching orphan and and uh, um, what's the how do you pronounce it Difna I
0: don't know uh d- hold on I'll look it up yeah well it's for
2: now it's witch cat which the witch cat yeah. who survived from the witches earlier and also bringing the dead dog the the zombie dogs what the hell oh, yeah. oh it's
3: it's really so it's really weird we kind of
2: are are thrown into yeah. what Difna. Dipna, dip, yeah
3: we're kind of thrown into part ways part ways into stories um for example the witches uh were, we're that was we're, interesting the uh the rock golems are resurrecting someone mm-hmm. yeah we don't
2: know who just someone
3: um or even uh uh what was the one the werewolf one at the end when the, this, these people like drag out the werewolf
2: yeah and they shoot yeah. they kill with some bullets yeah and like
3: <laughs> we don't get any more than just that yeah
1: when you uh, when you said that like these like this book crossed over with Hellboy and then mm-hmm. I read Hellboy, this reads exactly like a Hellboy comic. It's like it's like a short, it's an issue and you find the enemy and you beat the enemy, it's a nice little little vignette. Uh, and it's also really gruesome at times, but I'm like, man, this is this is puppy Hellboy. It's okay. great. Okay, no, I just Wise remember, Dogs. I love Wise Dogs. One of my Wise favorite dogs. One of my
3: favorites? the frog oh my oh, god The frog demon when uh. the frogs all when it, the rains frogs yep. and 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 like three three animals are killed by this frog yeah whoa
2: i was so thinking that fluffy and orphan were gonna get hooked up and then fluffy, oh, die. fluffy fluffy dies i forgot yeah.
3: about fluffy fluffy yeah. dies
2: then dipna comes back to life kind of and i'm like okay those two are gonna hook up the, nice uh, right the rat demons the rat king the rat king uh queen. This the crazy the bug. art
0: the art on those zombie dogs when they first open the gate and see them and then Ace is just like close the gate Rex close the gate close Rex the gate. close the goddamn <laughs> goddamn gate Rex
3: yeah no that was that was because he's because he's like okay we're gonna throw em out.
1: close the gate Rex <laughs> uh, is, uh, I Hazel's I love the, the missing puppies right yeah, yeah. yes yeah dude like. So they become Ghostbusters, right? They become Ghost Dog Dogbusters, Wise, wise Dogs, Wise Dogs, yeah. and so they start taking like uh, requests from like, oh, this is, and like these are all bad requests, like, oh, help me get an apple, or help me do this and this, and like all these are bad. And then this 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 dog comes up, like, oh, what can I help you with? My children are missing. Ooh. Oh, okay, we, we took a hard left turn. But yeah. that
3: that story is really is, so, is subtly me, brilliant because I, I, when I, when I'm the theory. when the three dogs are possessed yeah, and they, and they go, go to kill the kid, let me yeah. finish, and yeah, they go finish. kill the kid. Uh, you're thinking, oh my God, they just killed the kid. What's going to happen? And then they say it's okay. You can rest now. Your murderer has been killed. Well, also, right. also, Whoa. Well,
2: not only that, but when they go into like when they 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 barge in on him, they crash in his closet, and then if the camera, so to speak, pans out and you see then the clippings and some and like essentially he was the one who killed them all. Yeah.
1: Well, that's like, what I was
3: just saying. You know, that your murderer has been yeah. killed. Yeah. Like that was such a, that was such an incredible
1: moment. Um, Doesn't she kill herself? Then she, she kills she herself. She drowns yeah. herself. in the last panel is her sleeping she, with her dead puppies. She throws yeah. herself into the pond. Like this is—is is this what is this what rating is this book? Is it mature? Tea? Tea it's a tea? tea? Bullshit. When I looked at it. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore tea. If it's a tea book. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's. It's. It's
0: great. I love the. The art is stunning. I love the expressions they get on yeah. the animals. Uh, from moment to moment, the the uh, times of horror or mutilation. Are incredible. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, I I really dig it. Uh, one of my favorite moments personally in the whole series is uh, uh the opening of chapter three, which is when they uh, take the dog who's been hit by a car to a burial and have oh. a funeral. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I love I loved all those kind of moments like that and, and the evolution of Ace's character throughout the the story. I I, I really just dig this. I thought it was so
1: Isn't there like, like, like brilliantly like, well done like a preacher dog or something who like gave the, like the wise dog the wise, wise dog okay it was wise dog yeah God, that's just a great name the wise <laughs> dogs and like the first wise dog you see like i didn't realize they were like the guardians or whatever so like this cute white puppy shows up is like oh, i'm a wise dog and i'm just thinking of your dogs or something oh, yeah. and i'm like
2: oh it's a little they're a little, a little bigger uh, than my dog yeah. it was a legit wise dog
3: yeah dude just I... and he like knows all the things and like you kind of feel like oh this crackpot dog is talking about witches. Yeah. Oh no, these are witches. He Kids. shows
1: up like Constantine. He's like, Oh, you got yourself a witch problem. <laughs> blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like, Oh, right. This-? Yeah. And I
0: love, I love that it starts really soft and it gets more intense as it goes. Like it stops. It starts with just my dog house feels haunted and yeah. turns into just like Demons. the most insane yeah. stuff. Burgers. Yeah. Uh,
3: so immediately after, after, after I read this, I texted Sparks and said, is there more Sparks? For the audience who wants to know there's more, is there more? Yes,
0: there is more. Um, Animal Rights is the only uh, actual collected edition, Um, but there is more than that. There is uh, several um, one-shots that are in uh, collections of Dark Horse, uh, Book of Hauntings, Dark Horse, Book of Witchcraft, Dark Horse, Book of the Dead, Dark Horse, Book of Monsters. All of these have uh, little pieces, which were the early... Uh, issues of Beast of Burden that take place Before this book does And then, uh, and then he has written Some more uh, after um, uh, Animal Rights The first one he did after Was working on Hellboy uh, The crossover with Hellboy Followed by um, three stories That showed up in Dark Horse Presents And then uh, a new Collection that's all Kind of a whole bunch of short stories were collected together That you can get on Comicsology Called Beast of Burden uh, Neighborhood Watch um, i'm absolutely
1: and, gonna pick find that hellboy comic because if it looks like yeah. mike mignola art with those animals like oh man you got me you got me
0: yeah i need i need to pick up the rest of them myself because i'm, I'm truly in love with the this story and i i would love to see more done with it um i i personally i don't know where you would do it or how you'd make it because you'd have to make it to be true to this but i i'd love to see an animated film of this
3: yeah myself yeah, yeah. watership down
0: something something and you'd have to be willing to really commit to the art style i'd prefer 2d animation myself
1: i to say what are like, like like a netflix thing cuz like they'll do rated r animation
0: but they got to they got to get into the 2d game like hardcore with this i think is it? um i I'd know. almost want something i'd almost want something like near looking like painting almost okay. with 2d animation like the what like what they have with this art uh is pretty good actually um the disney short feast if you ever saw that where the dog yep. it's about a dog yeah. getting fed you know what i'm talking about that kind of art would be perfect for this all right
3: yeah uh that's one of my favorite shorts i love that short so much um well i think that'll let's let's wrap this one up uh anything else we want to talk about but this one before we get going
1: no oh, man, like just like uh, you guys, like I started reading it and I was like, oh, this is cute, this is fun. Oh, it's like it's like Ghostbusters. Oh, it's a little <laughs> bit more mature. Oh shit, this is real. Oh wow, this is really real. This book's like a, this looks like a, like a top five. This is like yeah. so good. Yeah, the, same, the same key
3: here. thief, the key thief agrees with you. So yeah. That was oh yeah. Great.
2: She yeah, commented. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm looking. at this like, oh, it's a story about dogs and a cat. That's cute. What the hell? <laughs> oh, satanic it's like, rituals. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, cool. So they're gonna they're gonna let a dog go to rest because she's haunting a doghouse. Wait, what? What? What witches? What god? where what the hell? Uh, yeah, yeah this was pretty great. Was one of my I'm, one of
3: my
0: favorite book clubs so far. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a big time dog lover, and so like usually anything in fiction where like animals are hurt or killed really really puts me off of it. Um, the 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 passion and the well done storytelling here makes me love this story even in spite of those moments, and and even more so for how they handle it. Um. I just think it's so well crafted. I, I dig it so much. I thought it was a great way to start October. So
1: it is October. Yeah. I'm really,
0: yeah. I'm really glad that you guys liked it as much as you did because uh, not a lot of people know about this comic, and I think no. it's great.
1: I, I consider myself. I mean, you worked at a store too, but I consider myself someone who reads a lot of comics, and I didn't, I did not know about. We this have book. never stocked this book. Really? Yeah. You should call that store right up mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um... You
0: well, you did stock this book because I bought my copy from you. Oh. Shit! No! oh.
1: <laughs>
3: He's the one copy that only had uh, the only one. Uh, ben, it's your turn next yes, week. Yes, it is.
2: What are we doing? Marvel 1602. Cool. Written yeah. by Neil Gaiman. That's yep. a good one.
3: Yep. Good one. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Next week, um, as far as we know, we have the artist Mike Matola. Yeah. It's going to be very great. I uh, cannot wait to have him finally on. We've been trying to get this done for a while. Feels, like um, a year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Schedules, man. It's hard. And uh, then we, we're... Uh, we'll, figure well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. out. What happens next? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Mike Matola's is next. Spooky movies. At, at the end of the show, we'd love to say thank you to everyone who contributes. Uh, most definitely Jeremy Valucci, who does our um, music.
5: If you are a human being between the ages of 2 and 99, congratulations! You are among one of the few species in the universe to function with conscious thought. That's a big responsibility. There's a lot of incredible things you can do with consciousness. You could read. You could fall in love. You could kill a man. But the best thing about being a conscious being is having the chance to experience wonderful adventures. And if you're interested in going on such an adventure without leaving the comfort of your own home, I invite you to find the Suburban Proctologist podcast on iTunes under Comedy, or to go to www.suburbanproctologist.libsyn.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Now just a minute! You can't have a promo for suburban proctologists without mentioning me, the MAIN CHARACTER! What? I thought I was the main character. Isn't the audience following my narrative in the first episode? It's a fish-out-of-water story. Well, you're a stupid fish! It's my name in the title! I always like to fancy myself as the main character, actually. Excuse me, this is a private building. Who let you in? Was it Carol? It was Carol, wasn't it? Yes, it was Carol. She's lovely. Yes, we vaporized her! Is this the thingy where you do the voiceovers? It's called a microphone. I'm sorry, did you say vaporize? Move over! People of Earth, I have commandeered your airwaves. Remember this voice. It belongs to your future ruler. Proctologist Nefarious! But you can just call me Procco Rock.
3: You can find him at at JV Jabberwock. He doesn't really use his Instagram too much, uh, but it's also the same on Twitter if you want to check him out. Uh, actually, no, wait. Lit the might be on Twitter. I don't know. I will have to check. We'll find out next week. Um, but he's really cool, so check him out. Uh, Louis Barreto, who does our logo and icon, you can find him at Lens4Eyes. Uh, he does commissions as far as I know. He also does any zine. E-N-I-Z-I-N-E. Oops. E-N-I-Z-I-N-E. There we go. They meet every third Wednesday of the month. They are a zine out of Cal State Northridge, uh, or CSUN, as we all like to call it. You can find them at the Cal State Northridge Art Department, room 507 from 6 to 10. Uh, if you are in the greater Los Angeles area, please check them out. If not, you can find them on social media. Instagram, anyzine, E-N-I-Z-I-N-E underscore C S U N C Sun, Facebook, anyzine at Sun, Email, anyzine.csun at gmail.com. You can find us. If you want to get involved, we love to see from you guys. Uh, always do. Uh, comment, rate, whatever you want to do. Five star, five star, five star. Whatever you want. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Guys at gmail.com is our email. Uh, where a lot of people have emailed us, specifically just Andrew. <laughs> it is just Andrew. Keep going.
1: Keep keep, keep going. Well, Trevor's
2: emailed us a few times. Uh, we always
3: appreciate a good email. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what we're not doing right. Uh, who cares? If you want to correct us, please do. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Yell at me for liking Force Awakens more than New Hope. Yell at me for my favorite movie being Revenge of the Sith. You're, I have no problem with you <laughs> than I do you. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Hey, Ken Napsuck <laughs> agrees with
3: me. Oh, that's oh. gross. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's a whole nother day. Ken Napsuck, personal friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me, B.T. McClure, at Instagram and Twitter. You can find Ben. BenBaggan27 for both
2: Instagram and Twitter. Ryan.
1: DJ Tony Stark. Let's play Battlefront 2. When it comes out.
0: Sparks. Beta. Beta. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. You
3: can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever podcasts you listen to or not. I honestly don't know where we are right now. Uh, but rate and review wherever you get right it.
1: We're
3: here right now. <laughs> rate and review wherever you get it. Until next week, everyone.
1: Don't be a Blade Runner.
3: Or a Replicant. Stay fake nerds.